You're listening to GID Radio, the best alternative for commercial radio on GIDradio.com. One time like, okay, <laughs> letting the kick ride, letting the snare roll, letting the bottle pour, cups in the airflow, love what you hear though, everything black, feel like the beat is everything, well then everything's back, <laughs> Letting the speakers blast, letting the beats run Word to the crate digging, word to machine drums Get used to it as we proceed Black radio for the lover just to be Everything is black, everything is black Everything is black, yeah everything is black The kick gon' knock, the snare gon' crack And everything is black, everything is black Everything is black, everything is black Everything is black, yeah everything is black The bottle gon' pour, the speakers gon' crack And everything is black, everything is black Everything is black Yo, yo, yo What's Is everything on, black fam? or is everything black? New York City, what up? Black on the radio, we back once again First cute, show cute, cute, cute. Black, black, black. of 2013 Happy New so Year So weird to say that 2013 but is you know crazy. What? 2013 feels good, y'all. 2013, I'm just gonna smash the shit out of 2013, son. I'm playing that right now. Yeah. We're gonna oh, smash. Not, oh, this is this is not, there's no gender on the year. I know that's <laughs> <laughs> There's no gender I, on the year. It's weird because like everyone I'm I'm surrounded by, including you guys, like I'm just getting that same like idea, that same thing. Like like it's just gonna be a good year, you know. Like I feel like a lot of shit's gonna pop off in 2013. Yo, is there ever a year where someone goes into it like, this is not going to be my year? I feel like every year I hear from I've everyone. actually That's had one true. friend that just, just, just did that and it didn't end up well. Yeah. I'm sure it didn't. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> like, just, just you, you can't start out negative. I mean, I guess if something really bad happened to you at the end of the year, you yeah. could go into it like that. But otherwise, like, you have That's no excuse. That's I very think, true. I think we all can agree 2012 uh, was fantastic. And we shot, you know, we started the show and. Now we're, we're, about to, we're gonna blast off. No thorough. pause. No pause. Literally, <laughs> literally blast on your face. Oh yeah, we really gonna start off with the with the ringtones already and shit. We I'm only like wow. we only like forty five <laughs> seconds in, niggas. Why do I always, always me? It's so always speaking me, speaking of twenty twelve, a lot of things happened and a lot of people did things and a lot of uh, really great albums were made and a lot of producers came out from the dungeon and showed themselves pause um <laughs> all right we'll stop at that uh, let's, let's let's go like what are you what are you getting to <laughs> i'm getting to um there's there's a handful of producers that really really did their thing in 2012 um so i think we should kick off blap on the radio um talking about who we individually think is the or was the producer of the year. This is going to be good. So wow. um I know you guys have your ideas. I have an idea. Um I don't want to I don't want to say who who I have in mind first. I'll go last. You're so I'm going to let Sean You don't want to announce it. No, fuck that. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. What's your producer of the All year? All right, you son? know you know his, his name starts with an A. No, I'm only kidding. Um fucked <laughs> up. There's so many producers that did their thing this year and it's hard to um like, think about who the producer of the year is and, like, what to base it on. Like, do you base it on how many, uh, place, you know, big placements the producer had? Do you base it on platinum and gold records? Do you place it on, do you, um, base it on singles or do you base it on quality? 
Um, so there's really like a, 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 a line there that you really need to uh, define. For me personally, I'm going to base it on um, 2012 as a year compared to the previous year for the producer. And I'm also going to base it on um, placements and the amount of placements and then the quality of the tracks. Um, so my personal producer of the year for 2012, um, I'm going to give to Cardiac. Wow. Um, because he, I've seen the kid come up. He's always had really, really dope beats. Um, and he had a humongous year, you know, doing a bunch of things for Maybach Music and, and Joe Budden and, man, everybody in between. And, and all those placements that I've heard, I've heard probably every song that he placed this year, I think. And it's all quality to me. And I know that that's going to lead into him having another incredible year. So um, shout to Cardiac, man. Shout Big out year. to Cardiac, yeah. Cardiac's the homie. You know, we had him here a couple weeks ago. Uh, real good dude. Real humble dude. Um, awesome, awesome year for him. And, and I'm looking forward to hearing more from him. So that's my pick, Cardiac. Stony. I'm going to have to... Um Man, this is hard for me, but I'm really going to have to go with, uh, I have a toss. You don't have to say ill mind. It's all good. <laughs> well, okay. it, it, well, it's in the family, so <laughs> no, I, no. I would have to say Hit Boy. Where? I mean, I, I'm going to have to say that not only because he had an incredible year, but dude has been in the game for such a long time. And then all the tracks that he's done is just, you know, the versatility is there, you know, from doing the R&B stuff to doing, you know, hard records, to doing the ASAP Rocky stuff, to the good music stuff. Everything he's done has felt different and was different. And then, I mean, the stuff he did with Jay and Ye, I mean. Yeah, I absolutely. Mean, it was yeah. fantastic. And then he has his own sound, and then he came up, you know, through with, with Polo to Don, yep. and then, like, he's paid his dues over the years. And it's good to see somebody who's been grinding for so long and so talented and has his own team still be humble and still be hungry and, and still feel fresh and brand new. You know what I mean? So I would have to say Hit Boy for his resilience, you know, and hard work and just the quality music. You know, he's shown all kind of different types of tracks. Yeah, I'd have to go with Hit Boy. True, true. All right, generic. Awesome. I don't know, man. It's, it's tough. I, I, uh, I always like Static Selective stuff. I think, you know, just based on quality. I'm I'm a big fan of even what he did this year, um, mm-hmm. but not to be biased. But honestly, your stuff is that's my favorite stuff this year. Oh like, man, Ill, man. Mind, Ill Mind is my producer of the year. Man, <laughs> and, and thank you. Man. I know I know it's like it, it's it's easy to say you know I'm biased or whatever, but not really. Like yeah. I, I could listen with a an open ear and. Totally. and you know, every everything I hear from you, I never hear something that I'm like, eh, it's all right. Thanks, man. Like, a lot no, of people I love, but I hear those, okay. No, know. and Eric, the thing I, I love about you, pause, but the <laughs> thing I love about you <laughs> is that you're, you're, you're super honest about the music, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, I know that, like, if my shit was whack, like, you wouldn't, you know, say that, that. so, you know, I appreciate it for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. You can, you, can, you can give him the payment later. You know? Yeah, it's cool. Uh, yeah, I got to have a twinkle. Nah, man, we had the doctor's pay. You know, <laughs> we, you know what I mean? We haven't seen this motherfucker. It's like, no. Yeah. 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 No, it's good to have you back, though, man. Thank you. Well, oh, I'm back, back for again. good now. He's, Eric, yeah, you should you start, not just for today, again. but like you should start sitting with us like for this shit. Cause yeah. It looks lonely in that corner sometimes. It is lonely yeah. over there. Yeah, yeah. I got somebody to, you know, 
passed off with and talked to. You, yeah. So. And, those, and those green eyes, thanks, you know. Wow. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> now it's getting uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, real uncomfortable. All right, so I actually have two um, producers of uh, the year. Yeah. Since one, man, one. No, nah, no, nah, fuck Come that. Come on, my nigga. All right, all right, I'll, I'll do one, and then I'll one. do a runner-up. All right, so. Okay, we're going to get our runner-ups then. Okay. Fuck that. Alchemist, I feel like Alchemist. he had a super solid yeah. year from, you know, the shit he did with Action Bronson, Russian Roulette, to the Gangrene album, the uh, Vodka and Ayahuasca album, and... Um, oh, I'm sorry. Not Action Bronson, Russian Roulette. Action Bronson, Rare Chandeliers. My bad. Yep. Russian Roulette was his solo joint that he, you know, featured all these crazy MCs, and then he did the uh, Domo Genesis joint, the No Idols. So I mean, yeah. Why the fuck not? But I mean, you know, when when you mentioned Cardiac, wow. Yeah. You know, I I, I had to think in mind like, yo. What about Jalil Beats, man? He has oh, wow, yeah. Shout I was out thinking to Jalil Beats. He has some crazy shit this year, yeah. man. And, like, you know, none of all of it was my style either, but I still respect it because, you know, like, just yeah. his beats are just crazy, so. Yeah, I really like Jalil. Um, yeah. I agree. I, I want to hear, I'm, I'm just dying and waiting to hear a different kind of Jalil Beat. And I know he has true. it. Right. But, you know, it's really based on the, the MCs choosing those types of beats, yeah. so he doesn't have a choice. So I know that that Jaleel has some heat in his hard drive. That was right my favorite her. joint he did, though, was with Sky. Yeah, the Nautilus flip. Uh, hell yeah. Fire. But his, he's pretty consistent. His yeah. sound. He's his creating synth his... horns are dope. I mean, that's that style, like, so many people jumped on that. Nigga is dope. Simple as that. Yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> dope. he's dope. He's dope. Yeah, yeah but, dope. I mean, he's creating, his, he's creating his own style. Now, we go back and look at the Dr. Dre's and the Swiss Beats and the producers who we all, you know, who are the veterans, the Toomps and... All the guys that we know and the Timberlands, they have a sound. They yep. have a sound. They have some joints that make, you know, veer off of their sound. But for the most part, cats who have been in the game for so long and have a signature, you know, I mean, you want to hear a different yeah. type of style that Jalil beats, but they all have their signature. Right. And I think that's what Jalil has now. He's creating his signature sound. And in Definitely. years to come, we'll see him do different things. But for the most part, guys who are on that, like getting up to that, you know, that status, that level, they keep the same sound. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah. Now, I got to throw you guys a curveball. Please. Who was the most underrated producer of the year? Most underrated producer of the Y'all year. Y'all can't do runner-ups because I, I did Okay, it. no runner-ups. <laughs> I'll, I'll kick it off, I guess, since I started the first one. Um, most underrated producer of the year. Underrated or slept on? Slept on. Oof. That's this hard. This year? Um... Wow. Yeah. Okay. Apollo Brown. Apollo Brown. He had a tough year, man. He did the joint with uh, OC. That was this year, right? Yeah. And he did the joint with Guilty Simpson and had a bunch of other joints. Were you setting us up for that one? No, I wasn't. I just thought about it. Oh, I got it. I just thought about it. I'll I'll, I'll say underrated in terms of people not knowing that the person did this X, Y, and Z, but they did do X, Y, and Z. Right. Uh, Jeff Basker. Yeah, yeah. He's, Basker. he's like the producer's he, producer. He's now. the producer's producer. He's like, he now was what basically is, what on he every... That we don't know. Man, that was um, he co-produced a bunch of stuff on, on Cool Summer. Um, so we're, we're he, including co-producers and sure. co-writers. Yeah, and, yeah. Okay. Um, he 
he co-produced um, the Bruno Mars single, the one I love so much. What's it called, son? Um, <laughs> it's called Hey. <laughs> you sound like one of those drunk girls that comes to the DJ booth. Like, play this no. song. <laughs> oh, my God. Megan, where are you? Play the birthday pure. song. I'm going to peel. Can you play Bruno Mars? Um, uh, yeah, so he, Jeff Basker is super dope. Uh, I think he's super slept on still. Like, people don't know the name, but, like, you know, dude's all over the place, so. I think I have a runner-up. No, we ain't doing runner-ups. I'm doing, doing a runner-up. We're doing underrated. <laughs> you you missed that, my, you missed that boat. That boat went by. All right, all right. Okay, all right. Well, y'all might have to help me. Uh, Kane, what, is it Kane? Kane Beats. Kane Beats. Yeah. No, not Kane Beats. Really? Wow. Tell me what he's done. Now, Kane Beats, is he, is he the same dude that did the Big Sean stuff? No, that's not Well, Kane apparently Beats. you don't know who he is either. <laughs> <laughs> Key Wayne. He's like, I hate about. this nigga. <laughs> Yo. You should see your face. Yo. Key Wayne is Key, a good choice. Key Wayne is the one I'm talking okay. about. Okay, okay. But Key, Kane Beats is a beast, too. Let's, let's shout Key out to Wayne Kane is, Beats. I like Key Wayne. But Key Wayne had some pretty hot joints. I wouldn't say that he was overlooked, but I don't think that he's as mainstream as he should be. Okay. I, I th- I think he will be, talk, though. Yeah, I think we should talk more about him. He's graduated from college, you know, Big Sean. Mixtape. Mixtape. I mean. He did a bunch of shit on there. He co-produced Amen for uh, Meek okay. with, with Jaleel. He's got some pretty hot bangs. His melodies are awesome. I, I would think that both. He's my runner-up and... He's uh, not. I don't think he slept on because when, when they talk about him, they give him his accolades. But right. like mainstream wise, we we don't see more of him right. that we should. All he's right. crazy Wayne. though. Eric, you know? either underrated or slept on or runner up. Uh, I have to do one of them. Something. Uh, one of them, all of them. Give me something. Underrated <laughs> and slept on are the exact same thing, aren't they? Not exactly. No. Not no. Really. Um, I, I would go with Alchemist for a runner-up. Yeah. I, th- I think yeah. Alchemist is dope, and he's so consistent for exactly. so many years. I appreciate yeah. your agreement on that. Yeah, I yeah. agree with you. <laughs> I agree too. I, Al, Al is man; he's been nice. Our boy Al. Yeah. Our boy Al. So yeah. So um, I mean, we might as well do the keep on going with the best of, right? Best. Okay, so the next one is uh, produ- best produced album. Best produced album. I'm gonna say mine right now. Go Good ahead, Kid, Sean. Mad City. Good. Oh, you fuck. <laughs> we, we can double up. We can double up. Yes. Double, double we can up double up. Yeah. That would be so, like quadrupled up. Maybe. Good kid. Yeah. Good kid, Mad City. Good kid, Mad City. Good have kid, Mad ver- City. versatility. I mean, okay, I, I, I'm yeah, gonna go good. next. Right. I'm not gonna say Good Kid, Mad City, and I'll tell you why. Okay. We know what you're gonna say. Good Kid, Mad City is my favorite album of the year. Right. Right. It's not my favorite produced album of the year. That album wasn't classic in my eyes because of the beats were so awesome. I love the beats on there. Right. But just just the way they worked with Kendrick and the way he structured the songs and like that's just my favorite album bar none in 2012. Um favorite produced album of the year is tough. I, that's going to be hard to answer. I got Go another ahead, one. Say it. Just say it. That's going to be hard to answer. Go ahead, Janelle. Go I, I got another one. Go ahead. I'd say Nas. Ooh. That was a dope produc- production. And a lot of times Ooh. with Nas, like I question his production yeah. choice. He, came he only had like one skippable joint on there for me anyway. Uh, yeah, that's, you know? He that's had no idea. So you're saying album and I'm going to say yeah. Swiss, Justice uh, League, 40. Uh, can I, Best uh, produced can album, I, you go I, last. 
Best produced <laughs> album. He, know, he knows what I'm about to no, say. No, I don't actually. Best produced album of the year, and not just because I did a couple on there. No oh, word. Oh, okay. I knew, okay. I, knew I, I knew you was gonna say really? it. Really? You knew I was gonna say that, right? Oh, yeah. you were? I was. I a dream deferred. Sky Zoo. That's what I'm saying. Where? Wow. It was a dope album though. Production is crazy on there. I mean, Khalil, Black Milk, Jaleel, I I did a little but thing I, or two on Il-Mai. there, but I was gonna say something, but you know, I already knew he was gonna say it. What so. are you saying? Look, I don't know. What I you're already knew say. he was gonna list yeah. this album. Yeah. So what's yours? I'm, I gotta say, good music, y'all. Yeah. Cool yeah. Summer. I, I, cool summer. I mean, it just had production. It was wise, quality. It's quality. Yeah. Dope. Versatility. I mean, I'm not mad at Nikki's album either, dog. I'm I'm not mad at Nikki. I didn't hear it yet. I'm not mad at it. Her, yeah. her, the production on it was pretty yeah. pretty hot to me because she had all kinds of different, you know, street joints, commercial yeah. pop joints. You know, you said Nikki, Nicki Minaj, yeah. Those are very Give me the current. instrumental album. Yeah. No. Okay. Give me the instrumental album yeah. in there. I, I do not like her rap yeah. at okay. all. Okay. I mean, you know, <laughs> but you know what? Those, I mean, those I, are. I, I like Nikki. I support her. I like her records. You know. Yeah. Cruel Summer was very current sounding, and I like that about it. Yeah. And yeah. also the the metaphor of the whole like ghetto opera shit is awesome. I love that metaphor. And like. I mean, it was it was an album I could play all the way through. Right. If yeah. I can't play it all the way through, I'm album wise, no. Right. But I, that album I could play all the way through and enjoy. Some stuff was better than others, but it was consistent. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of what bangers. you get when you can afford to fly every good producer out to, to Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah, well. They didn't even fly my ass <laughs> yeah, out, though. Yeah, well, yeah, you're, but you're going next time, though. Yeah, yeah, but that's the thing, though. That's the thing, though. Like, we live in an age where you can send beats online and, you know what I mean? Right, you like, can, but you, I mean, if you can wind it. Wine and dine all these dope producers and yeah. like bring them out and you know get them in a comfortable space where they can be creative and right yeah it's crazy and 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 the facility that Kanye records in in Hawaii it's got like twelve or thirteen rooms and and it's completely booked up when they go there and each room there's a, either a producer or a writer or both and it's like a factory they're just cranking out cranking out that's what uh, S one was telling me yeah, that's fantastic and it's just he'll pop in. You'll have a random artist, you'll have Kanye or whoever's there pop into a room and like listen to the shit and be like, Oh yeah, you should you know, yeah, you should work on this, whatever, blah blah blah. So like it's just constant uh it's like a factory, man. That's awesome. But I mean I heard back in the days when, you know, the old school producers and Writers, that's how they made records. Yeah, they'd go yeah. into a room. All the musicians would come in, and it's not what you heard. That's what you know. <laughs> yes, yeah. right. right. You know, the drummers would come happened. in, and the bass player come yeah. in. And I met um, Clyde Stubberfield a while ago in Canada, mm-hmm. and he was the drummer for. He's the funky drummer, and he was talking about how, you know, people were like, "Yo, how did James Brown make these records?" And I mean, dude is like older cat. And he said, "Yo, I would just come in the studio." And I'd ha- I'd be feeling good and just start drumming, yeah. and the bass player will come in and be like and just improvise, yeah. and James will come in and just start like freestyling literally, yeah. and they would cut records <laughs> just you know like what? that. Everybody together building. Every awesome session I've had and every like experience where a really good song ended up being made was through improv, and mm-hmm. I feel like that's. That's super um, important. That that's the way to go. Like you can't go in the studio th- like thinking too much. Like you have to feel the vibe and like yeah. have fun and be positive and like feed off with whoever else is in the room. But and it goes back to what you were saying about vibrations. Yeah. Energy. You know, feeling good. There are days that everything is on. Yeah. And that's when you have to capitalize. But you have to spend time together. 
Yep. If you don't spend time in the studio, spend time understanding what that is and how to get that out, then you lose the moment. But then when you catch that moment, it's classic. You know, yeah. from the you know Dr. Dre's and the Snoop's collabs yep. and th- those kind of records, you feel it. Yeah. And and don't be afraid to collab either. Like that's something I learned. Yeah, that's huge. The past couple um, couple years, um, you know, when you when you think about like Kanye and Timbaland and Dre, especially, and all like the, the quote unquote you know greatest producers of our generation, these guys are all about collaborating. You know what I mean? Like when Kanye was working on, um, you know, uh, what's the one joint? Um, Damn, it was a single. I can't believe I can't think of the name, name well, of the song yep, right now. Let's talk about your record. Yeah, well, okay, yeah, my record. record. Or yeah. whatever, like, like there was a record that Kanye was working on, and he felt like the drums weren't banging enough, so he called Timbaland to come in right. and tweak the drums. You know what I mean? So, like, shit like that. Like, If you not- guys are on YouTube, you could YouTube it. And yeah. they even have it on YouTube, and he's super, <clears throat> you know, the dope thing about Kanye is he's letting you know, like, all the elements don't come from just him. Yeah. You know, it's his team. He's as strong as his team is. You got to embrace you know? that. And and one, you know, uh, uh, other producer, and he's also a close friend of mine, you know, Symbolic One, yeah. He, um, he's got a whole team of people now. You know, he's got Caleb on the keys. He's got yeah. a couple other producers in there. He's got, like, he, I think he works with uh, this um, musician composer from, like, Germany or something from overseas who sends him stuff, and they go back and forth. So... You know, being open to collaboration is a huge, huge, huge thing. As a producer, you really can't do it yourself. You shouldn't do it all yourself. I guarantee you every great producer out there doing it right now is feeding off of other people's energy and bringing people in and sharing knowledge and sharing creativity with people. I think that's great. Because, like, at the end of the day, like, you know, we had Ivan in last week. And like he said, all those great records they did, the musicians had ideas, they had ideas. And it's about the record. It's about the song. It's about totally. the song, not not the producer. But I, I think know. if you're going to collaborate, you got to fight the find the right team, and it's easy. Yeah. It's easy for people already plugged in with good, you know, musicians and everything. But for like an upcoming producer that's trying to do it themselves, and you know, people don't show up to the studio on time, they flake out all the time. Well, it's then, like you know, you got to find the right people. I've, I've seen I've seen you know professional musicians that have crazy credits under their 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 resume. And I've seen them get in the studio. I'm not going to name names, but I've seen them get in the studio with other bigger producers because they were a phone call away and because the budget was there. Right. And the music just wasn't there. It just wasn't vibing right. It wasn't hitting right. So I, I do agree with you, Eric, to a certain extent where if you have the money and the funds and the connections, you have access to the best of the best. But that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get the right energies surrounding you. And as an upcoming producer, I think you should really focus on you know looking for the talent around you like you know go to fucking go to your uh, local university or college and like hit up the music students but see, and that's collaborate the key. with them right. you but know see, what that's I mean? the key you said look for the people that are around you a lot of up-and-coming producers and cats that are coming up want to run to the guys that are already established your right. dog put me on whatever those guys are already in the loop right what, and, what and do they need whole, you for no, it's not what they need you for. That is it's a good just, point, though. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's true. Well, that's not it my is. point. That's not my, my point okay. I'm making right. is that a lot of up-and-coming guys, they have a certain circle. They're building. It's called building. Yeah. You know, they want to go to the building that's built already. It's done already. And those guys came up together and right. build a certain synergy around right. each other. So they have the energy. If you don't have that same vibe, 
you're not going to fit in. And, and it's and, true. And, and, yeah. and, it's, and it just doesn't make sense. So why would you not build with the people that you have around you right. that are stu- super talented? Yeah, they're not on, but you guys come up together. Exactly. Like when right. I go to all these seminars but, and cats are like, yo, I want to meet so-and-so and give him my beat CD. Dude, you should be hooking up with the guy next to you at the seminar and build your, your own, own right, create but, your own but movement. That goes back to my original point is finding the people who are as driven as you. Yeah, and yeah. that's the hard part. When you're up yeah. and coming, it's, it's like hard. it's easy to find talented yeah. musicians. They're out there, but finding people who are as driven as you, where you're not like, come on, yeah. dragging them along all the time. Well, that's, well, that's if, you're, if, you're, if you're dragging cats along, yeah. already that's the red flag. It's a red that flag. Means yeah. Yeah. yeah, but Cut you don't out. know until you already need the yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, like, you're like you halfway know, through you know the project. Red flags, you know. Yeah. You, want, you, you want don't know if that pussy is whack until you stick right. your dick in it. Oh, shit. <laughs> ah. Straight up. Straight up. <laughs> yeah, but don't stick it twice. Y'all don't, don't stick it twice. Don't stick it twice. Oh, no. I think, um, <laughs> like, you... You didn't like that analogy? I love that I analogy. Love that. that was That's perfect. terrible. I'm going to reference what Eric said earlier a couple minutes ago. Um, the whole, like, all right, like, what do I need you for type thing. Well, I think as... As a producer, the one thing that um, that th- that gauges how valuable you are is literally, and it's, it's real simple. How bring? dope is your beats? Like, how dope are you? Well, what you bring to the table? What your do you bring to the table? Whack, but you might be a nigga that can edit your ass off. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You might be a dude that's true. Drums, but but if you might be a dude that doesn't even actually make, make the music. beats and just exactly. produces the actual, exactly. you know, yeah, the, the, vision, but, the vision and environment. But the, the 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 one, if you step into an office or you meet someone, an artist or whatever the fuck, and you talk and you tell that person you're a producer, the first thing they they don't fucking ask you. Oh well, are you good with? X, Y, and Z. No, they want to hear some shit. So if you have, how proficient are you in Pro Tools? Yeah, how proficient are you with shortcuts in Pro Tools? That's That's in. Take my number down. No, they want to hear some shit. You know what I mean? So I feel like you know that's that's you that that's what determines how valuable you are. You know, like every like from in my experience, every new artist that I meet, whether they're established or not, you know, they fuck with me because of my beats. And I know that, you know what I mean? Not just because I'm a cool dude. No, or not because like, you're Filipino. Because I'm Filipino. No. <laughs> and you're well behaved. <laughs> or, you know, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, but you're also professional. And if you weren't professional, that's another. It'd be hard. Yeah, it'd yeah, be yeah. Hard. Pause. Pause. Okay. It wow. would be hard. Wow. It, would be, it would be difficult to, right. uh, to, to, con- to, uh, wow. cure, to, you know, uh-huh. nourish those relationships. <laughs> Yo, I'm gonna be honest with you. We should just <laughs> rename this to the Paul Show. Paul's Y'all gonna Paul's 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 Decent criticism, and then pull out those, you know, pause, pull out those energies <laughs> that uh, that you have. You know what I'm saying? Like, you get in a room, and you find out who can clearly find yeah. out who has the talent to do what. Yeah. And find someone to direct that. It's true. You know, find the Quincy Jones of the, qu- of the click, and have that guy say, dude, you're great on yeah. the horns. I know you want to make beats, but you're a better horn player. Yeah. Why don't you just play the horns? Or you play guitar. Yeah. Your your best your best asset as a producer is having really good beats. Really, at the end of the as day, that's produ- really what as it is. A, as a beat maker, well, as a or yeah. as a producer, because well, producers some producers don't make beats. 
Yeah, but 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 if 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 I link up with if I don't know Kanye West, and I tell him, hey, I'm a really good producer. Trust me, he's not gonna fucking like bring me in the studio and work with me. Yeah, but guess he's what? gonna want to hear something. Yeah, but you're so I'm be- talking about something that I produced right. that I can attach my name to. Like, hey. Yeah, this is what I'm. I got what you're with. saying. I I agree, but what I'm saying is, there are guys that like Kanye that might go, you know what? This guy put this shit together. He's brilliant. Yeah. He I don't like. I, I don't like the way the drums sound. The beat. I could do the beat over. Exactly. So okay. you put, putting the record together as a producer and putting that idea together, he'll go, oh my god, this is great. But yeah. let me put let me put S1's drums on it because the drums exactly. from him sound better. I'm talking about I'm yeah. talking about if you're a new producer with and all you have is beats. Right. Then okay. how do you get yourself in the door? You know what I mean. The only way to do that is to is to play music that well, you produce. But but no, totally. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and that's what I love about Kanye is he surrounds himself by people that he considers do the best of what they do, mm-hmm. who can bring something to the table. You know, like when you look at the good music roster, you know, you got S One, you know, you got Jeff Basker is always in there. You got uh, Travis boy. Scott. You got Hip Boy. You have Hudson Mohawk, who's in there a Mike lot Dean. lately. You have Mike Dean. Oh. You know, um, Shout out no, to Mike Dean. Yeah. Mike D, MD, music director, all that shit oh, yeah. for, for everything, man. Yeah, yeah Mike uh, is yeah. pretty brilliant. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's awesome. That's awesome. That's, that's, that's the goal. For so, the yeah, y'all, um, what else? What else are we going to get in? I mean, we <sighs> didn't even... Announce the guest tonight is gonna be okay. probably do motherfucking yeah, we should legendary, probably do legendary, evil right, D producer, DJ extraordinaire, vinyl collector, just an all around good dude, man. I remember yeah. the first first time I heard of Evil D was, um, like I was hip to Black Moon and and Helter Skelter and Boot Camp, all that when they first like years ago when they first came out, but I didn't know who was producing the records. So um, the first time I heard the name Evil D was on Sound Bombing One. Yeah, when a buck mm. yeah. had here. Yeah. yeah. Evil D. Who's this guy yelling at? Like, right, is he a right, DJ? Right. And then I did my research, and I'm like, oh, Beat Miners. Oh, he did this record. Oh, oh, okay, now yeah. I get it. You know what I mean? That, that was like that when I was in high school. Sound, oh. That whole sound, just, oh. it, it took over for a while. Took then. over, yeah. took yeah. over, so. He was like the, I don't know, man, it just. Him and Walt, king king of the boom bap. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, they All fucking right. curated that shit. So yeah, he'll be here in a few. Shout to Evil D. Shout out to Evil D's D. in the building. We're gonna pick his brain about many different things, no doubt. But I think in the meantime, I think we should go on a short music break. Yeah, and we'll, let's get back. Let's go. Uh, let's run through a little bit more shit first. You want we'll to? Go through, we'll go go to a music yeah, because I really want to go on. Can we I really want to go on my Gandhi rant? Can, we're gonna can go we on do your Gandhi, like Gandhi, Gandhi rant. Yeah, we should do the Gandhi rap. I, yeah. I, I, but let's actually, you know, well, we you got know like give the, the people more shit. You know what I'm saying? They heard us talk about Kanye West for like the last That's true. Minutes. We did talk about Kanye for a while. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's wait, go through Shout out to Kanye West. No, nah, no more shout outs. Kanye, <laughs> shout out to you, man. Real um, quick, real quick. We got some releases coming up. Uh, January 15th. You know, I probably already talked about this before, but I'm going to say it again. Dak Savage, Exile, and Joe Has. Ooh, that's going to be dope. Uh, we got the... That's uh, my really birthday. Dope. Let me, let me just call that out. Right. 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 20, have, 22, right? We're going to have to get 15th. you the same thing 15? we got you last year. Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and I was going to wow. say, I don't remember getting a present. <laughs> exactly. Um, wow. On Rhyme Sayers, we got Evidence and Alchemist linking up yeah, for the Step Brothers. Uh, Lord Steppington joint. Uh, no, no release date. 
Um, I seen a video the other night. Fred the Godson and the Heatmakers are working on a that fucking, makes sense. A fucking album together, and yo, everything in this video was fucking crazy. Yeah. Well, he was playing beats. Both beats Songs and rhymes. Yeah, like, okay. yeah, yeah. And, I like that, man. And one more. Um, we got Ill Bill. The Grammy wow. Awards. I mean, he already has like a crazy lineup for the beats. Primo, DJ Muggs, Pete Rock, Lost Professor, Psycho. Now, where's Ill Bill from? LP. Um, I, I want to say he's from like Boston. Mm. Not really sure. But, you know, he's down with like, you know, DJ Cliffs. Oh, okay. Yeah. All those cats. Okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, Ill Bill's dope. Yeah, yeah. He's so, dope. And I like the Fred the Godson heat makers. I'm looking forward to because that's yeah. like some new. That's gonna be some New York that's shit. That's gonna bang. Oh, that's gonna be awesome. That's that's straight New York shit. Yeah, yeah. And shout out the heat makers. One more, um, Prodigy and Alchemist. Wow. Wow. Supposedly yeah. March 12th. I mean, Prodigy and Alchemist. They, every time I've heard their shit, it's crazy. But yeah. it's called Albert Einstein. Yeah, they're like brothers. Those guys. They yeah. just. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Alchemist and is going for producer of the year again. Uh, once again, man, yo. he's busy. Once and again. another another album on, in the works this year is uh, Sky Zoo and Torre, Barrel Brothers. We got We got at least we touch on the, on the production credits though. Yeah, I mean, so it's all about so the production. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to give away too much because I am heavily involved with Can the album. But you will snip, see. Little, you will have Ill Mind on there, and um, it's going to be. It's gonna be a straight boom bap album. Wow! I'll just put it at that. No doubt. So is that Duck Down? Is I don't know, but the producers that you want to see on there will be on there. Wow! So it, it's gonna be a really good album. No doubt. Bell Brothers. All right. Um, let me get in a little bit of this. You know, week news and shit. I, I mean, do, do that we really week shit? or week? W e a k or w e e k? Weekly news. I'm okay. sorry. Let me get into I, this week ass news. Goes this right? <laughs> like if it goes was week news. <laughs> Y'all don't get weak news from me. Come on, son. You know what I mean? That's how you announce the news. This weak news and shit. It's fucking weak ass news. But yo, I mean, one of our favorite producers, man, he's been un- releasing shit on SoundCloud, apparently. Oh, man. Y'all been downloading that shit? Word. Who? Timbaland. Oh, Timbo, yeah. Oh, I heard. Ooh. I heard. Timbaland well, yeah. be releasing some shit. But he's yeah. been doing that for the past year, releasing. He has yeah, been, but yeah. like the past couple of days, man, he's been like just over random the shit. Weekend I mean, ridiculous bangers. Bangers. Timbo's undeniable. Timbo's undeniable. He's undeniable. Download that shit. And you know what? I, I got to touch on this. Yes. Um, Ryan Leslie is ordered to pay another one hundred eighty thousand oh, yeah. dollars. Not to cut you off, but can we just touch on the Black American gangster really quick? Oh, oh. oh, I was going to get into that. Yeah. Nice. Because I know the Ryan okay. thing going to take us for a couple of... No, 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 no. No, no, we'll no. touch we on it real quick. We're okay. going to get in that. Oh. But, you know, he's ordered to play, pay another $180,000 for the stolen laptop case. And all because of a fucking technicality, he has to pay for the actual shit on the laptop. So the value <laughs> of like, the tracks. Yeah. But first of all, let's let's backtrack. All right. Everybody's going to say... Yeah, Ryan Leslie is not going to, you know, he, he didn't want to fulfill his promise and all this other shit. Nah, man, like, whoever found it, whatever this dude's name is, I forget his name, but he found it, quote unquote, in a forest. You don't just misplace a fucking laptop and hard yeah. drive in a forest and somebody just randomly finds it. Yeah. Like, somebody knows what the fuck they're doing and you have to plan that shit out. So, I understand why exactly Ryan Leslie fought it 
But it fucking sucks that he has to pay even more fucking money to this motherfucker. And I mean, for him to put that much up is for his Pro Tools sessions, not MP3s. Yeah, yeah and for the he, actual property. He didn't even get what he lost. He still didn't get no. what he lost. Yeah. But then so, he has to pay for... A, yeah. That's a bullshit. It's not cool. And then so, they, found, they found the laptop in the forest... Like, yeah, really that's what the dude, that's, that's what the dude said. I mean, no one really knows, but you know, that's the thing, man. Like that's shit. I mean, fucking uh, DJ House shoes. Yeah, he just got his laptop stolen. Yeah, I heard. But about the crazy that. part about it is, he actually has pictures and shit of this dude using his fucking laptop. Really? Like he has this crazy program. <laughs> Yo, I saw so that. So let me, so yeah, yeah, yeah he has this crazy program okay, where so he can it was turn in on Portland. the camera. Oh, Shout out to my hometown. Yeah, in your hometown, a bunch of fucking robbers and, fucking really? and this dude's just kind of <laughs> sitting there looking at his computer creepily, like when he he Are showed you the picture. Yeah, because yes, he had yes. some tracking program. Was crazy. Okay, but here, here's the Yo, thing. that's dope. Here's the thing: you have your laptop. People treat your laptop like your cell phone. Keep it in your person. Like, right. how do you lose your laptop? All your, your hard drives. I'm gonna Dog. tell you how. I mean, yeah. I'm gonna tell you how. Because there could be a ton of people in I don't the leave. booth. There can be a ton of people in the booth, man. Everybody trusts everybody. But nobody's actually watching anything. Right. So when some random motherfucker is talking to, you know, going up to somebody, talking about whatever, whatever, you don't know what the fuck he's actually up there for. He yeah, could be that, creating a diversion and all that. That shit. happened. That's why I keep my. You're right. You should keep your shit on you. But, I mean, because I've, you know, I've seen you you'd guys. You'd love to be able I've, to trust. I've seen somebody. you guys working and you guys do seminars. And whenever Ill Mind's on a panel, Sean got his bag, yeah. like literally on his I'm lap. His, like basically, you just called me a bag bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Not everyone has a bag bitch. <laughs> and I was like, "Nigga, hold my bag." <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm glad I can make fun of myself. <laughs> okay, he said it, not me. Yeah. But I wouldn't call that a bag bitch. I would call that a motherfucker that's on his job. Smart. Okay? No, but a lot of that times makes, when no, you bag, set up, bag bitch is not the word. It's about <laughs> it's about having people around you who is going to take care of you. No, you, you know right. what I'm saying. You're and right. and, do, right. and on their job. My point to say that was. Sean is on his job with that. So right. ain't nobody going to walk off with your shit. Yeah. Have somebody you know you can trust. And when you're on that level where you got a, a bag that's worth a million dollars, dude, hire somebody, pay yeah. them consistently, and have them take care of your stuff. I think, I I think mean, it happens um, when you least expect it. I, we had a video shoot with uh, uh, Drunken Tiger and you, Murray, uh at Public Assembly. This was like three years ago. And um, the homie, Roscoe Umali, is a really great MC from L.A., uh, he was in town, so we shot the video. Rick Cordero shot it. Shout to Rick, and we we rented out Public Assembly, the main room. You guys know what the main room looks like. It was during the day, and it was just us. You know, a couple of us had laptops out because we had internet, so it was like in between shoots we would go online or whatever. And it was completely closed off, so uh, we did a sh- we did a shot. In the in in the next room, so like uh, the homie Roscoe left his laptop um, chilling on the bar, and the doors were locked. Yo, some when we caught it on camera, some random dude from outside looked in, saw that no one was there. So no one was in. It was like jackets and all this shit, and a couple laptops. No one was in there. Opened the door, walked in, looked around, grabbed the laptop, and oh, left. Wow. And the whole shit was on the camera. So, you know, like, I, I feel like it's like when you put your guard down and when you least expect it, that's when it happens. You, you know what I'm saying? You can't Definitely. do that. That's like yeah. leaving your wallet somewhere. I mean, yeah. dog. Yeah. Th- it happens, though, you know? Yeah. And your life is in this thing. Mm-hmm. So you have to, you know, protect it and 
Just keep good people around you. Yeah, All right, so. Stoney, let's let's get to this Ninth Wonder mixtape you wanted to talk about so much. Yeah. Oh, no. I, <laughs> I'm only fucking... I didn't hear it yet, actually. No, this is actually, I like, mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Eric, I do you heard, have it? Oh, play some oh, shit. shit. I'm going to be honest with you. First time I heard it, I only heard what some blog or whatever put up, uh-huh. and they put up probably um, the least stimulating track on there. But pause, no fucking. <laughs> <laughs> fuck it, fuck it. I don't have, y'all are too much. No, we're gonna stop that. Pause in yeah, 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 we're gonna stop that. So at least but, stimulating. But um, Knife wanted to remix the whole, you know, American Gangster yeah. joint, and he called a Black American Gangster, and came out on you know Audio Mac now, right? It was pretty dope, man. Check it out. It's free. Um, there's no reason why you shouldn't. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm gonna, just, I'm I'm I wanted to comment that, you know, even a guy like Ninth Wonder, on the level he's at and as long as he's been in the game, he's still being creative and creating projects for himself and for his name and branding, and he's consistently doing it like somebody who's never put a record out. Totally. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is something cats who are trying to come up and uh, new producers need to start doing. Oh, well, yeah. actually, yeah. actually, this yeah. is, I'm not going to lie, this is a little late. For this him? is a li- for him. No, the Black America uh, American Gangster soundtrack. You know how long ago it that is came a out? Late. Yeah. It's a little late. No, I get what you mean, I but I'm saying because I have a homie that actually remixed the whole thing already, and so it's okay. just like you know. Yeah. And he's I'm, a comma. I'm just saying the idea of him still being right. with rhapsody yeah. and stuff. With rhapsody yeah. and that the fact that he's just still grinding and doing things like he's a new a new guy in the game. Yeah, yeah. I respect that. I think it's because he's just so passionate about yeah. what he's doing. He's passionate about. Rhapsody and all the guys on Jamla and just like creating that yeah, music council, that yeah Soul Council and like she's, and she's dope. I, she's you know, dope I met as her fuck. Rhapsody. Shout out to Rhapsody. She's dope. Good energy. Mm-hmm. You know, talk about likability. Yeah, totally. But don't get me wrong. I'm not hating just because it's late. I'm just saying it's late. It's dope. Yeah. It is really late. But it's late. <laughs> I know Nine had that shit for a while, though. Yo, I know, I, I know how, he, and when he came out with that beat tape with, like, fucking 60 beats. Yeah. See, uh, ninth, What was it called? Tutankhamen or something Ninth, like ninth used to, um, yeah, Tutankhamen. Um, ninth used to send me um, all of his new beats on AIM, and I miss those days. Yeah, man. Ninth, you're too big now. Sorry. We got to get Ninth up here when he's in New York. Oh, are we going to get Ninth him is up? the yeah. homie, man. We're when he's in town, up. we're definitely going to get him. Yeah, he's through. super chill. Yeah. And on that note, we'll go to your music break and yeah. we're going to come back about your, about this article, man. Like, Ill found this dope article. He's oh, going to tell you all about it. I'm not going to say anything we about it. We're going to get right Gandhi now. on you, motherfuckers. It's, it's dope. But, you know, it's, it's some shit that y'all should keep in mind. When y'all going to New Year, so you know, yo, don't go anywhere. Take it as like a New Year's resolution, or whatever you want, but you know, you need to listen to this producers. Shit. If you're at the crib, you know what I mean. Don't go nowhere. Don't turn on the MP yet. We still have Evil D coming through. You got my rant. We got a, another hour and twenty minutes at least of the show. Don't go anywhere. Stay off the Red Bull and Doritos because you'll <laughs> get fat that way. Um, get, go go have a smoke. Go go smoke a blunt or something. Uh, Just get fat in the right places. Let's go. Just get fat in the right places. <laughs> let's go. And we got generic. Back. I am a thinner. We probably gonna thin again. You <laughs> turn on your mic. I am a sinner. Who's probably gonna sin again? Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me, 
things I don't understand Sometimes I need to be alone Bitch don't kill my vibe, bitch don't kill my vibe I can feel your energy from two planets away I got my drink, I got my music, I will share it But today I'm feeling bitch don't kill my vibe Bitch don't kill my vibe, bitch don't kill my vibe Bitch don't kill my vibe Look inside of my soul and you can find gold and maybe get rich Look inside of your soul and you can find out it never exists I can feel the changes I can feel a new life, I always knew life can be dangerous I can say that I like a challenge and you to me is painless You don't know what pain is How can I paint this picture when the colorblind is hanging with you? Fell on my face and I woke with a scar Another mistake living deep in my heart Wear it on top of my sleeve in a flick I can admit that it did look like yours Why you resent every making of his? Tell me your purpose is petty again But even a small light I can burn a bridge Even a small light I can burn a bridge I can feel the changes I can feel the new people around me just wanna be famous You can see that my city found me then put me on stages To me that's amazing To you that's a quick check with all disrespect Let me say this, say this, say this I am a sinner Who's probably gonna sin again Lord forgive me Lord forgive me Things I don't understand Sometimes I need to be alone Bitch don't kill my vibe, bitch don't kill my vibe I can feel your energy from two planets away I got my drink, I got my music, I will share it But today I'm feeling bitch don't kill my vibe 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 I'm trying to keep it alive and not compromise the feeling we love You're trying to keep it deprived and only co-sign what radio does And I'm looking right past you We live in a world, we live in a world on two different axles you live in a world, you're living behind the mirror I know what you're scared of, the feeling, the feeling, emotions inferior This shit is vital, I know you had to This shit is vital, I know you had to They say signs of the end is near and I quote, we came like them niggas in boats Still think it's a joke, your third eye vision is broke We lifted from smoke and floating That's how I got my aura open, check the horoscopes though You can say I'm horoscoping You catch me floating on a four-leaf cold, but that's the pot of gold So we sunning them like Maury Povich We don't need paternity tests, I guess Cause them vets ain't learning it step by step It's Beast Coast, we the murderous set We rain the fire, and I don't mean to burn us in text You gotta love it all 47 of us, you ain't got a number Then I guess we gotta get you covered I'll connect him to my brother with the west side connection Cause he say he got the best in We got the birds like 247 So I'ma hit you back in a second Cause we already lived it We lived it, we lived it You trapped it, we lived it We lived it, we lived it So we already lived it We lived it, we lived it You trapped it, we lived it We lived it Told me search should have blown years ago. I say pause, they don't really feel me though. I say nah, they don't listen, they don't hear the flow. But it be like FM still going through their stereo. Up in the AM like Raheem Radio. I know I got it backwards, but I do the right thing. That 1990 Mike Tyson swing, lights out, I bring. The referees 10 count. KO all my foes, grab the titles and then bounce. To the ounce like Zap and Roger Five fingers in the palm These slaps we offer Tracks we author Real rap's no posture And yeah, whack rappers getting better promotion 
potion To dumb us all down till we dead in the ocean Watered down, all of them wishing and hoping All got their tickets, but they all missing the boat, man It's that feel good right here You got a long day of work, you got off Just got some money, it's Friday, you got paid That weekend music, you know what I mean? The weekend shit. Uh, alright, alright. Uh, I'm just riding on some chilly shit. With a bad little joint, feeling good as shit. shit. And we've been drinking, so we kinda hit. But I'ma smoke just a little bit. I'm just riding on some chilly shit. With a bad little joint, feeling good as shit. And we've been drinking, so we kinda hit. Uh, to mention this man dj prince man this is a new joint by him you know what i'm saying this he's is crazy coming, he's coming out with an album soon man it's called test my sound so on the 29th yo dj prince Ilman, cyrus the great von garcia and berkowitz did he produce this one he produced this joint damn shout to prince wow let that shit ride out man Your fucking hands up. Never put it bands down. I need that cash first. All on point five, niggas get your grams up. Hustling, what you know about that man's sport? Cause we ain't meddling with petty shit. Dealing with that gentleman veteran. I give you fair warning. Boys catching transactions on camcorders. Want that whackness? Don't you dare call up. Only backwards in this man corners. Hoarders are the we, yes indeed. And my trees, you will never see. Stick succeeds. I'm calling out. I'm leaving that. Stabbing, stabbing. Now I'm trapping. I'm easing that. Get it cracking. When packs in, get them in and get them out of the wrappings. The hood yelling. G's up. The coke feeds up. Got the streets freezed up. Next move. OG vet move. My stone. We ain't everything to move. Fun say half a thousand brick for the hard team. And he have it pop up like a sardine called Big Gang. Shower by murder team. Ten boy with automatic choppers at the gun range. We are on. Kick, kick, black, black, black. Shout to uh, Rock Wilder for this beat right here. Jesus. Shout out to Red Man and Method Man. Damn. Shout out to Red Man and Rock. God real. damn, I miss this shit. <laughs> I miss I miss beats like this dominating the club. Don't you? For sure. 
Oh, yeah, but I still, when I go out, I'd love to hear stuff like this. Yeah, you know what? Most DJs, I'm sure you do too, you play this and it still gets them going. It still gets them going. You yeah. can still play this or Annie Up or yeah. Simon Says. You oh, can still, yeah. you can still do that. Oh, my God. Like, people would be surprised you could still do that in a club where people are, aren't even expecting it. Like, yeah. they're expecting all newer music. You could throw that on, people go crazy. Yeah. So you could throw on Gangnam Style and then play this. That's a tough thing. <laughs> I, would, I would punch a DJ right in the face. I don't know, B. I don't know about that, B. That's just ignorant. That's super ignorant. <laughs> I'm not even going to shout Cy out because I'm going to say it. I think ben. he's whack as fuck. Uh-huh. I know until, his Until story. he hits you up for a beat. <laughs> you know, I'll sell him a beat. I'll make him sound good. You know what I mean? Um, anyway. I heard you on that radio show talking shit about <laughs> me, son. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't me. That was Sean. <laughs> Fine, I'll take credit for it. <laughs> no. um, word up. So we got Evil D coming through pretty soon. But uh, before we get into that, um, so there's this article I saw. Um, shout to uh, Annie. Annie actually sent this to me. Um, and Annie Damron. And uh, it's basically an article. And the, the heading of the article is uh, 10 Music Ten music Business Fundamentals Inspired by Gandhi. Um, and it's really incredible because, you know, uh, on my Twitter rants and, and on this radio show and any opportunity I have, I always try to, um, I always reference, you know, um, the importance of being self-aware of yourself, especially when you're a producer, um, or even just a musician or artist in general, you know, working for yourself, you know, at the end of the day, it all boils down to, um, making your own decisions and those decisions can affect how successful you become and uh i read this article and it really it really stuck with me because it's basically a a summary of of really what i try to preach um so i'm gonna i'm gonna analyze this article with 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 you guys um from the perspective of a producer um so it's really cool stuff so um top 10 music business fundamentals inspired by gandhi for producers um, and the first uh, first thing on the list here is uh, is change yourself, and I think that's great. Um, changing yourself. So what does that mean? Um, you know, the heading of the article says, uh, you know, uh, and I'll read it word for word. It says, uh, if you're at all serious about making a living from your music, you must accept the fact that you've embarked on a lifelong journey that must become the center of your reality. Now, what does that mean? It means that. Regardless of your current situation, whether you have a day job, whether um, and I'm saying I'm not saying to quit your day job anytime soon, but I'm saying, you know, think about your current situation as far as, um, you know, what you do day to day. If you have a nine to five, you're at work nine to five. So you got to ask yourself, what are you doing when you get home until the time you go to bed? Um, what are you doing on the weekend? You know, are you allocating um, enough hours and enough dedication into becoming a producer um, and changing yourself is the first step um, you know unfortunately being a new producer it's very hard to uh, make a living off of it immediately so you have to change your certain day-to-day aspects of your life to be able to adjust to becoming a full-fledged producer what does that mean it means you know okay you have a day job that's cool a lot of new producers have day jobs um i had a day job when i was first starting 
Um, and then I quit a couple weeks later, which was a bad decision, but ended up obviously being a good decision. But um, change your day-to-day life. You know, are you are you uh, spending your Saturdays and Sundays, you know, uh, spending money on going out to eat and then going out to the club at night and spending money on alcohol and hanging out with friends and playing video games? Um, if you are doing that, then you're probably wasting time. Um, you want to reanalyze yourself, change yourself, and adjust to um, using your time more wisely, you know? Go ahead. Yeah, and that also doesn't mean, like, you know, um, to change your character or sure. you're probably a decent person. Yeah. And, you know, this means that sacrifices. You have to start making some sacrifices. sacrifices. That's the change. And um, discipline <coughs> yourself more. And um, if you have a 9 to 5, you know, try to find a 9 to 5 that is in the passion that you had, you know, I sure. didn't, I never had a quote unquote regular nine to five job. I've always worked at recording studios, right. engineered, you know, wired studios, uh, did programming and stuff like that. So even though, you know, production and making beats is my thing, but we have to, you know, make a living. Totally. You know? So in terms of the nine to five, find a nine to five that's in the industry that you love to be in as well. Yeah, oh, sure. Yeah. It's very, very very hard to do. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. I mean, like, yo, you know, you you might have worked at a studio, and you might have gotten paid, but nine times out of ten, Not you're working enough. as an intern. Yeah, right. You still gotta have a job. Yeah. Then you gotta go home and make beats. Wow. But then you gotta be at the studio for like fucking nine hours after you just worked eight hours. I, yeah. You know, I agree with you. I, I've been blessed that way, and I made a yeah. lot of great relationships that allowed me. You know, again, the like a bit liking me, yeah. you know, and I studied, yeah. I studied, but I studied a lot. Yeah. I read when I got home, I had those manuals and I read and read it. So I was able to get paid at a studio working because I knew my stuff. Yeah. True. So that's the sacrifice, the not hanging out on Saturdays and Sundays yep. and reading books and getting knowledgeable so that I can be in the environment. Like, again, a, a be of some use so that they can pay you a check. For to, sure. To yeah. stay around your, your industry. And and with me, you know, and I know I've said it in the past already, but, you know, uh, I graduated college around 2001-ish. So, um, you know, straight out of college, I just straight up made beats. You know what I mean? So, like, I was living at home, um, you know, banging out in my mom's basement um for five years you know what i'm saying and i'm talking about i woke up early like 7 a.m every day i remember this so clearly like it was yesterday i woke up at 7 a.m i drove my mom to work every morning he's a sweetie you know i drove my mom to work every morning she she you know she had to be at work by 7 30 so i would drive her every morning come back home get a cup of coffee and go into my room lock my room and just make beats all day until I had to go to bed that day. And I did that shit literally 365 every day. Um, the only time I would leave the studio is um, if I had to eat or shit. Uh, you know what I mean? And like, I wasn't, I had, like, pretty much no social life. I'm not saying to do this, but I'm saying this is what it took for me to, um, to, 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 to get to where I'm at. You know, and everyone has their own story, but I had to make those life choices and those life um, changes, you know? So I wasn't... In my uh, a guy in my early twenties, you know, banging mad shorties and going out right. on the weekends, 
and 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 don't lie, get, you still got it in. I, I did get it in. I did. <laughs> Sean knows. Every so often, I'd go to the clubs to you know to release. Wow, <laughs> in more ways than one. But uh, you know, yeah. which brings up number two. 90, you are in control. Yeah, but but ninety percent of the time, exactly ninety percent of the time, I was in that room building my catalog, teaching myself how to become better, like just just be perfecting what I was doing. Um, and, and, and that was five years in the making for me. So, you know, first step number one, again, change yourself. If, if your lifestyle isn't uh, uh, um, allowing you to better yourself as a producer, then you have to make those changes. And, that, and that's going to be the building block for the, for the next nine. So number two is um, what Sean just said, um, the fact that you are in control. You know, I'll read the first sentence. Um, only you will determine how far your career takes you. It's up to you to educate yourself and to educate those around you. Um, you can pat yourself on the back because you're doing it right now. Uh, by staying up on your music business with researching, uh, you already have a leg up. And, um, you know, in today's information age, there's no excuse for an artist to not at least have some business sense as to how they should manage their career. And, and all the guys who are listening right now, you already started by mm-hmm. you being tuned into this st- to this radio show and getting the information. That's the first step. Exactly. Get, the, get this information and then understand what it means. Exactly. And, yeah. and I love this next part. Um, part of being in control is um, the absolute worst thing that you can do, and most people do this, and I'm guilty of it too sometimes, but not so much lately. The worst thing you can do is sit around and wait for an opportunity to come because yeah. it ain't going to come. It won't come. You have to fucking get that shit. You got to make it happen. You have to create those opportunities. And, and, and that goes and, and back let me to... Say, and let me say, that's not just for making beats, y'all. That's yeah. not just for producing. That's anything you want to do in life. Right. That's relationships. That's work. That's anything <clears throat> that you want to do. You have to get up and you have to move. And movement is everything. Movement yeah. is everything, yeah. And, um, you know, so you can't sit around and wait for the opportunity. And, and the cool thing about being in control of your career is... You know, it's all based on you because you're the boss. You make your own schedule. You know, aside from having a certain commitment if you have a day job, but in terms of pursuing a career in production, you don't report to a boss. You don't clock in. You don't clock out. You're not reporting to your parents or your landlord or anyone else. You you make your own decisions. You can decide, hey, you know what? This Saturday on my day off, I'm going to wake up and make beats all day until okay. I go to bed. You know what I'm saying? So can we just whittle it down? Not whittle it down, but summarize it to self-discipline. Self-discipline. Yeah, absolutely. That's exactly what it is. I mean, and, and let's not, you know, negate that some of us have children. Some of us don't. And there's Lock them in their rooms. Lock them in. <laughs> <laughs> you know, balance. There's a balance. There's a balance yeah, with yeah. everything that you do. It's very hard. Make time for yourself. And if this is something that you want to make your career and your life, you have to have people around <coughs> you that are going to support you also. Yeah. You know, that support may be the, you know, the somebody watching your kid for you while you're making tracks you or you doing certain things while that is happening. You know what I mean? But you have to definitely, uh, and it, yeah, surround yourself around people who are going to, help you to get that to that point exactly yeah discipline exactly um and number three forgive and let go i really love this one um you know basically what it says is you, you have to let go of failure 
um, we wow. all fail. You know, you ha- you're going to get those points where you're going to be disappointed at certain mm-hmm. times. You know what I mean? Like, and I still feel that to this day. You know, I'll work hours and hours and hours making a beat or making a batch, and then I'll think I get on an album, and then I end up not getting on an album. You know, and, and that's money that I thought I was going to make, and I didn't. So you have to accept failure and, and move forward with it. But then also um, part of forgiving and letting go is, uh, you know, um, taking advantage of the moment and doing what you have to do right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't worry so much about what you want to do in the future. You know, worry about what you're doing, what you're about to do at this moment. Um, number four uh, and we're going to breeze through this. Number four is uh, without action, you aren't going anywhere. Um, back to the movement thing. Back again. to the movement yeah. thing. You know, um, you got to make action, and, and you're not going to get anywhere unless there is action. And uh, one, uh, for you music or you business uh, majors in college, uh, it's the SMART, S-M-A-R-T, uh, formula. It's, it stands for uh, Specific, Measurable, Attainable, Relevant, and Timely. Um, those are all qualities that you want to incorporate in um, creating action and doing what you need to do. You got to get up and do the thing. So, um, number five is uh, take care of this moment. You know that goes back to um, the nitty gritty. You know what I mean? Like what I was just talking about. Focus on the now. Um, don't overwhelm yourself with what you're doing later or or what 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 you need to do in the future you know um focus on what you need to do in the immediate future and that'll that'll help you uh, move on to the next thing um number six everyone is human i love this one and we talked about this a couple weeks ago is you know it's a people business right so you know we rely on other human beings to cut checks for us you know and we also rely on other human beings to create music, you know, musicians, artists, producers. So um, you got to realize that, you know, you got to you got to really understand that it's all about um, human interaction. Um, and also wanna, not everybody's just going to work the same way you do. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like you might be mad, mad quick and get everything done. But, yo, there's a lot of cats that drag their feet, especially in this hip hop shit, man. So. Now, now you it also learn how to deal with that, man. Now yep. it also says here really quick. It says you know exercise, have proper nutrition, get ample rest, get ample sleep. You know, I mean, for you to be creative, you have to be in the best shape. Yep. And that's not saying you'll go to the gym and and be a muscle man or a muscle woman, but you do have to take care of yourself. Yep. You know, make sure your appearance is right so that when you speak to someone, they see that you you're taking care of yourself and your your music could be banging, but. It has to. You have to be appealing all around. It's true. You know, and my, my girl's a nutritionist or aspiring nutritionist, so I get it from her. You know, every day. And, and this sentence is great. It's a. Uh, it says a healthy body houses a healthy mind, and a healthy mind writes great songs. And right. it's true. I mean, you know, being a producer, it's one of the most unhealthy, you know, careers out there because you're up late at night. Right. You know, you're. You're not getting the right hours of sleep. You're you're not eating properly. You know, you might not have access to um, healthy food at three in the morning when you're in the studio. So right. you end up drinking a Red Bull and, you know, eating fucking Chinese food at three in the morning. Then right. you go to sleep and all that Chinese food is sitting in your stomach. And then yeah, you just, you know what I mean? It's like this 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 vicious cycle of unhealthiness. I, and, mean, I, I mean, I'm guilty of that. I've stayed, yeah, we I've all stayed up for two, three days straight. And then, like, at some point, your mind is just, you're not hearing the music the way you exactly. need to hear it. It's, you have to know when to stop. 
And sometimes you got to take a walk. Yeah, and you got to breathe. And, and the inspiration doesn't always come from just being in front of your drum machine all day. Inspiration yeah. comes from being out as well. Totally. Yeah. And, and, and the food you eat. You know, if, yeah. if you're eating bad food, then you're going to feel bad. And right. if you yeah. feel yeah. bad, yeah. you're not going to, you're, you're going to have a problem doing all these steps that we were just talking about. Everybody do me a favor. No more fast food. Yeah, no more no. fucking sodas. That's real. Actually, chill, chill on some real on shit. shit. Like, yo, you'll you'll get fucked up. On yeah, this you shit, will. Man. And and <laughs> we're all guilty of that I, you know, um, early on when I was starting to do it, like I gained a bunch of weight because I was eating like shit and I was I was drinking soda every day and I just had no regard for health and I drank no water. But for those out there who are really trying to just take that step gradually, one thing. One really, really big thing you can do is um, instead of drinking a soda or a Red Bull late at night, you feel tired or whatever, even during the day with a meal, you know, drink water instead. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, eat what you're eating, all right, for the time being. But cut the soda and, and drink water. Drink you'll water. be surprised how much energy you'll have by just drinking fucking straight up water. And you know what quick, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So um, we, we got to fly through this. So I'll, I'll go through the last three. Uh, the seventh one right, actually, is... Let, let's take a quick music, five-minute music break real quick, and then okay. we'll get back into it. Okay. And then we'll move on with it, all right? All right, all right. let's do it. So, yeah, Janag, you know, if you don't mind, I know I just sprung this on you, but my bad, dude. Um, yeah, man. And we got, we got Evil D in the building. Cute. And yeah, Brooklyn stand when we up, get Brooklyn. back, man, we're going to get Evil D on. on. Brooklyn's yeah, in the building. Yeah. He's not going to be on the mix, but he's going to be on the mic tonight. Oh, so. the mic. Oh, oh, oh. let's no go. No doubt, man. Let's go. Around town with the pound strapped down to my side. No front and just in case I gotta smoke something. Round head heads don't act the age. It might be another dead boy bond page. Into the cipher with your light. Elves are ready, prepare for another all night. But keep a watch for the cops, cause they rock glocks. Coming on the block, trying to rock knots. Pick the acting like they're bigger than us niggas from the streets. Cause we stalk mad deep in the walk beats. I guess them on the grudge, cause I won't budge. Playing tough, staring down the judge with my hands cuffed. Standing there with my nappy hair and my dirty gear. I'm a war year, now I'm up body. They click me up and down with the front. Is it because I'm down or is it because I'm from Bucktown? Too many original gun claps. Too many original gun claps. So my man, he had a L in his hand Hide it from the beast, at least I catch a buzz before I hit my block I take a mega hit from the on the good ship Lollipop, move the hop, so I can put the hip in the grip Everybody slips so I can take a trip to the dip Dig a deeper hole, microphone control with soul Look at my hot eyes and tell me how could you be cold I'm coming to you from the underground with thunder sound Number one question, yo, how can I be down? Well, I tell you 
Bring your lighter and roll your finger Back up on your lighter so you see the fire finger Pull from left to right, then front to back Herbal verbal letters give the mic contact React whenever I keep the head scoping Ah, uh, don't front, you know I got your open Don't front, you know I got your open It's the original heads meeting, original crooks Don't front, you know I got your open Check my dialect from my diaphragm, my man Don't front, you know I got your open It's the original heads meeting, the original crooks Don't front, you know I got your open Check the dialect from my diaphragm, my man When I promote a nasty man, the mafia dead Giving him two dead to him chin And then me your friend fake the fuck I put the junk to an end Now who the rude boy wants as the OG I find his family to identify he I bet you never thought I'd bust Surprise, I'm a 45 oak head just like me dress Touch the champion sound, you're getting bucked down Recognize the boot camp, play got a buck town Unthirsty little bastard, always blasted from the sex of chocolate of mother casting. You say you're number one wicked selector. I say you, and I wet ya. Keep the ball for a pull, this your trigger. Cause you don't wanna test me when I'm tipsy off the liquor like the punk they call my girl. God, his feelings hurt. Showed his true colors, had to yank up his skirt. Now he's in misery, trying to cop a plea. Head from gun clapper number three C. Lick up a shot, you know. Rider, lick a shot, and an app on fire. Now everybody want be down, God, God, all around the all right, we're back. My bad. You know, black, we black, had a little, black. we had a little bit of trouble real quick, but we are back on the air. Um, yeah, let's get back in this list, and we're gonna get right to this interview with uh. The Boom Bap King, man. The legendary. <laughs> just so many he ain't going to own him, but I already caught him now. Just so many adjectives for that gentleman. Um, so last two we were going on. Last thing I said was um, persistence. Uh, you know, and this is the top ten list of uh, ten music business fundamentals inspired by Gandhi for producers. The GID radio special. Um, so number eight is um, see the good in people and help them. I really like this one, uh, you know, uh, and I'll read it word for word. First couple uh, sentences says, uh, "Not everyone is out to scam you out of your money." Or um, that's an interesting choice, Eric. <laughs> Not everyone is out to scam you out of your money or take advantage of you. Real recognize real, as they say. So continue to live genuinely, and you'll be able to attract and recognize a genuine counterpart. Um, and seeking win-win scenarios. Uh, is part of it too. I love that because, you know, it goes back to uh, um, number six is everyone is human. You know, um, just knowing what you're, what you, what how valuable you are, and knowing what you're worth, um, and also really just seeking win-win scenarios as far as collaborating with people. Where all right, what can I bring to the table? How can I help you? And how can you help me? It's not so much doesn't so much have to be about all right, I'm a producer, you're a rapper, give me five hundred dollars for a beat. Right. And we'll keep it moving. It doesn't have to be about that. You know what I mean? Like it's it's something bigger and something deeper that goes into it. So you wanna you wanna try and actively seek win win situations with people where you can really literally 
help someone and change, potentially change their life. And in turn, you see an opportunity where they can change yours and have a mutual interaction together. Um, and the, the very, uh, um, the bulk of that and one great example is how when a producer works with an artist and so you guys are mutual in that way you know what i mean like i would say in my situation like me and sky zoo for example like what from day one when we started working i didn't charge him music i didn't charge him you know money for beats you know what i'm saying i he inspired me enough to create and i inspired him so we kind of teamed up together nice. and now we're able to to get to the point we're at now um, just based off of that, so just look for win-win situations yeah, and, um, and all the time. You believed in the project. You believed totally. in totally. Yeah. What cats don't understand either is like you know, when you first start out, you're not going to be getting paid for your shit. Yeah. Like straight up, you're not. In, in most instances, you're not going to get paid for your production. Right. You're going to get notice finally. Like you're, you're, they're looking out for you. You're looking out for them because they need beats. Right. You know, the, and that's it, man. That's, yeah. You yeah. gotta love the people who feel entitled to that money, though, when they haven't done anything. Yeah, oh, yeah. they're reaching out to you like it's pretty hilarious. Man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yo, man, yo, 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 you know what, yo? I opened up for Young Jeezy three years ago. <laughs> like no one knows. I need fifteen k for that sixteen bar verse. But yeah, man. And you're like really? I opened up for Jeezy in 07. Are you kidding me? Like you got sixteen k just Young there. Jeezy, bro. <laughs> no. Um so number <laughs> wrap it up. number eight, we'll wrap it up. Number eight is uh number nine is uh be congruent, authentic, and true to yourself. You know, that's pretty self explanatory. You know, don't create music that is not authentic, you know, create music that you want to listen to, really at the end of the day. Um, you know, if you love if you genuinely love pop music, um, then you probably want to create it. And if you try creating it, you're probably passionate about it. And if you're passionate about it, you're probably going to get really good at it. Yeah, stay true to yourself. You love pop music. Be don't, who you are. Don't do boom bap. Right. And if you do boom bap and you love it, you're probably going to be really good at creating it. So right. just be who you are. Right. There's no right or wrong way. Be yourself. Be, be authentic and true to yourself and people will recognize it. There's no right or wrong. And the last one on the list is um, continue to grow and evolve. Um, you know, there's always more to learn. There's always more to expand on. Um, I know I learn something new every day. Um, you know, we all don't get to that ultimate point where we think we know it all. Um, there's always more to learn, more people to collaborate with. So just be open to growing and evolving. And, um, you know, I feel like that's a, that's a great foundation. So that wraps up our... Uh, 10 Music Business Fundamentals Inspired by Gandhi for producers. Now, Shout out to Gandhi, now yo. Now, where, where can they find this? Are we going to post it up? I'm going I'm, to look on... We'll a, post it up. We'll, we'll post, post it up. on the... Okay. Just we'll follow. Make sure you guys follow at Blap on the radio on Twitter, and uh, we'll have all these links uh, for you guys. And I'm sorry to rush you through this, no, but dude. I, I, there's just so much content I need to... We could know, spend pick this two hours with you. So, <laughs> so everybody, yeah. what, please welcome the legendary... Evil D in the building. Give him a round of applause. But before we get started, I got a question to ask. What's up? What was that list you was just... Uh, I'll send it to you. It's a, it's a list um, on Hypebot called uh, 10 Music Business Fundamentals Inspired by Gandhi. Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of flipped it and, and, and did it in the perspective of a producer. So I'll put I'll, I'll That's a you. dope list. It's really dope. It's really dope. And, and it makes sense. It's like some of the stuff that you were saying, I actually do. Yeah. You know, like a lot of cat. Like, you know, you, it was it was um, one of the rules. Um, what is it? Don't be afraid to grow or something like that. Um, yep. Right. My whole, thing is, my whole thing is, which I tell everybody is, 
I'm a student yep. to this to this school called life. Mm-hmm. And you never stop learning. Exactly. You know, like I could work with somebody and learn something new from a new artist that right. never been in the studio before. You know what I'm saying? And that's just how life is, you know? No yeah. doubt. It's all flavor. Let's let's do what we gonna do now. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so Evil D, man. Bro- Brooklyn stand up. We got that. Brooklyn. I'm still waiting. D, I gotta ask you real up. quick. Uh, are you are you Nets or Knicks? I'm not even a sports fan. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm so. Oh. That's what I'm talking about. Like, I'm yo, gonna tell you the funny thing. Person. I'm gonna tell you the funny thing. I never was into sports like that. Now you talk to Mr. Wall. It's a rap. Okay. Wall. Like my house is is a, um is is a Nets house by default because of Wall. Uh, wait. From and, day one. And since they were in Jersey or like um, recent. I think. I think since they was in Jersey. Since they were in Jersey, okay. And okay. we're Yankees house. Okay. You know. Okay. I'm so. Yankees. I'm Yankees and Knicks, but. Yeah. Well, if Walt was here, we would go in, but we don't, we don't have to go in like that. <laughs> so, so let's get into this, man. I mean, this, this man has extensive catalog from, you know, Black Moon to Boot Camp Click to, oh, uh, you know, everything. Yeah. That, you know, like, it, I don't even know where to start, man. Yeah. It's, it's hard. It's, it's where do let's, we start? All right, let's do this. Just, you know, you started at a really young age getting into music. Started at 21. You know what I'm saying? Started at 21. I'm 41 now. I ain't afraid to say my age. Word, word. You know, um, first record I actually did. Um, first record that was actually a beat miners record, Papa Large, Ultra Magnetic. Wow. That was the first beat miners record, but that was Ike Lee and Aaron Freedom Lyles who did that. Shout out wow. to Freedom. The first. Um, what was that, 92? No, nah, that was, what was it, 90, 90, yeah, 92, 92, 92, my bad. Yeah. Uh, Ike Lee taught me how to use, how to how to sample and how to rock. Wow. Taught me on the Studio 440. Oh, shit. You yes. know, but um, the first sample I had, like a lot of producers had, the Casio SK-1. Mm-hmm. And I went to the SK-5. Then there was actually, believe it or not, the SK-100, was a, which was a big keyboard. Then we went to a Yamaha joint. There was a Yamaha joint today by Slap On. Looked just like the Casio SK1, but it sampled very clear. Oh, wow. Was, that the, was, was that? that the F1? I think it was the F1. How you know about that? Come on. Well, never mind. I know what you do. She's she's so I know what you do. Yo, she reads manuals. So yeah. on the, she reads manuals on the can. Yo. Yeah. So it's like. On <laughs> <laughs> the can. Got the F1. <laughs> and like I was making beats with it, and cats thought I had a studio in my crib because I knew how to. Dub from cassette to cassette without losing revolutions. Right, right. right. And um, so, you know, started making beats with that. Then I went and bought a Casio RZ1. Love that. And the um, a Kai S uh, Kai 612. Okay. And, and it's funny because I just took a is. picture. I, if you go to my Instagram, oh yeah, I, there's I, a picture of the RZ1 yeah. and the 612. Yeah, because wow. you used that on End of the Stage. That was a sampler we used to make the beats for End of the Stage. Yeah. Incredible. And what we did was, you know, we, uh, at the time, you know, we didn't really have a lot of studio experience. So what we did was we made the beats, boom, 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 banged them out in the crib and put them on cassette, put the loops individually on cassette. Then went into the studio and told the engineer, "Yo, because we didn't know how to use the um the the, the um the, real, the, real the nine nine fifty. Oh, okay. So it was like, yo, this is how I made the beat in my house. You take those loops, sample those loops again. Wow. Put them in sequence, and that's how we gonna rock. Mm. That's part of the reason why the album sounds the way it sounds. And that was also my way of yo, 
ain't nobody gonna alter what I do. Yeah, yeah. You know, because that was our biggest fear of somebody taking the idea we had and messing it up. You right. know. Y'all were mad scientists with that. That's dope. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but we, you you created your own sound though. Right. Yeah. You know, it was that the was that the technique you used to create the filter because in your records those filters were mm-hmm. like the sound was that boot camp sound. Well, the filter wise, what it was was um. You know, the filter, basically, it was funny. I kind of found it by accident. But um, if I'm not mistaken, either Molly or Pete did it first. Mm. Now, was it but the fil- it wasn't recognized, though. Nobody recognized it as the filter. Right, right. right. When we did it, it stood out because we EQ'd it and, you know, did all types of stuff. So we, we sent it through this um, piece of outboard gear. I mean, yeah, the outboard gear called the Pull Tech. Which um, the bootleg one is the tube tech. Wow. You know, so yeah. if you yeah. get that tube tech or pull tech, yeah. same thing. Right. And we sent our um, baselines through there and just EQ'd it. And that's what gave it that boom, 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 you know? Yeah, yeah. And we just, everything, like what, what it was with me and Walt was we, we didn't have, we didn't know about the big speakers and the Yamaha, the NS, the, was the NS10s. Yep. Yeah. Right. We didn't know. You really had to mix your stuff in the NS10s. Right. We would turn it up in the big speaker, talk about turn it up, <laughs> turn it up, <laughs> and we blew speakers. Like this, yeah. we was in. Um, we started in Calliope, got kicked out of Calliope, went to D and D. Premier, Premier was the dude that I always seen. Like, I would be doing something. Like I'll be when I was shopping my demo, I bumped into Premier. Premier sent me to Empire Management. He didn't know us from. He didn't know me from nowhere though. Yeah. He wow. seen me around. And he was like, yo, go to Empire Management. Went to Empire Management, got dissed, until I said, yeah, Premier sent us. Oh, well, come on in. Hey, you, you should have said that before. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they fronted, though. They fronted, but then we ended up working with them later on. That right. was uh, Then um, we got our deal at Nervous. I shopped the Black Moon stuff to everybody. And Cats, yo, we got the big no from everybody. Of course. Except Def Jam. And Def Jam profile and Wild Pitch, and I'm gonna tell you why. At Def Jam, Barbito was the A um, and R, oh. and we was friends, and I didn't want him to think that I was using our friendship to get a record deal. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, at Profile, Funkmaster Flex was the A and R, and that's my, wow. you know, that's my boy, and I didn't same thing. And Wild Pitch, I used to do, I used to sell, re- I mean, I used to do retail. Mm-hmm. I used to work in Bushwick at Music yeah. Hut in Bushwick, oh, then I okay. left there. And I worked at uh, Beat Street, downtown Brooklyn. Word? <clears throat> yep. I was wow. working at Beat Street for a minute. Wow. wow. Uh, Beat Street was the spot. Yeah. What happened was, when I was doing retail, that's how I met Stu Fine. He used to sell his own records to the stores. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to give him my demo on some, yo, you my man here, you know. And it's funny because every one of those dudes got mad at me. It was like, yo, why didn't you come come to to us? Wow. Like, Bob was like, yo, you didn't even come to me, man. And I was like, "Uh, uh, you you my boy. I didn't want you to think I was using our friendship. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we got our deal with Nervous, which was a house label, which is still a house label to this day. And, you know, I'm Gladys Pizarro, who was the A&R, convinced Michael Weiss, who owned it, yo, you need to gamble on these guys. They're hot. And we do what we did. And here's the other thing that a lot of people don't know. We didn't get signed for Who Got the Props. Who Got the Props wasn't even made. We got signed for a record called Feminine Hood. Feminine Hood. Wow. And the record basically was like a gangster bitch type record. 
Oh, shit. And my wow. brother, wow. Mr. Walt, knew Q-Tip. Another thing, Mr. Walt got his name from Q-Tip. Wow. There's a record called The What. And he says, what's the music factory without Mr. Walt? He's talking about my brother. Oh, shit. Because, wow. you know, his name is Walt. So yeah, yeah. He's always calling Mr. Walt, and that's how Mr. Walt got his name. That's crazy. So we bumped into Q-Tip coming out of Battery. Right. You know, and, you know, so that's Walt's boy. And Walt was like, yo, what you working on? Yo, I'm working with this dude named Apache. He got this record. It's crazy. It's called Gangsta Bitch. And it's about girl gangsters. And I just stood there like, word. <laughs> you know, hit Buck up and say, yo, Buck, we can't do that record because it's going to come out through Tommy Boy. And, and that's Warner Brothers label. And da 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 Buck was like, yo, so we got to think of something else. And Buck wow. went through his cassettes and found the beat to Who Got the Props and was like, yo, we're going to do this. And. Wrote who got the props. Now let me ask That's you, crazy. Uh, for the people who don't know, wow. how did you guys meet, and what was the process between you meeting and getting the album done? Okay, me and Five FT. That's the that's the, that's, the, that's the partner in Black Moon that catch me like yeah. who? <laughs> Five yeah. FT, my man, my man Fifty Grand. You know, he, uh, me and Five went to school together, and I was organizing a talent show. In Bushwick High School, and Five, you know, Five was a dancing dude. You always seen him dancing somewhere. So, Five, I was like, yo, Five, I need you to dance in this talent show, man. Word up. And he was like, yo, I, no doubt, I'll dance, but I rhyme. And I got my homeboy, and my homeboy is nice, too. And I'm not going to do the show unless you get my homeboy on. So, I was like, all right, you, what you do, bring your homeboy to my house, and... You know, we're going to work this out, you know. Right. And next thing you know, Buckshot walks in. Buckshot <laughs> walked into my crib, and he said what everybody said back then. Damn, you got a lot of records, because yeah. we had records all over. <laughs> <laughs> and this is like 89, 90. Wow. Had records all over. No, this is my mistake. Not even 89, 9. This is 87, 88. Wow, wow. So, you know, Buckshot came in and was like, yo, I rhyme and da-da-da-da and this and that. And I was working on demos at the time. At the time, Black Moon was named High Tech. No, no, no. We had a we had a, a, a worse name. Our name was Unique Image. Wow. Yeah, so. Wow. It sounds like a story where you can get, like, you know, the back massage yeah. and shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the name wasn't <laughs> rocking. And it's like, you know, Black Moon really was... The beat miner's name. Right. It was Black Moon Productions. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And wow. what happened was my brother had an MC named um, DEA. Don't even ask. That's a, you know DEA. Oh, dope. And um, DEA, we, me and my brother went beat shopping one day, and we used to go to this spot on um, Livonia. It's gone now, so I can tell people. We used to go to the spot on Livonia, and it was like a flea market, and he used to just take the records and throw them down down in the basement. So it was scattered all over. You go dig for records. You come wow. up looking crazy. Wow. And we came up like from hours of digging looking like we was coal miners. <laughs> and DEA made a song called The Beat Miners. And Walt decided, yo, I'm going to keep that name, The Beat Miners. And me and Buckshot looked at each other and was like, cool. And we took the name Black Moon. Yeah, that's And dope. Buckshot came up. It was an acronym. Buckshot came up with it. It was uh, Brothers Lyrically Acting, Combining Kicking Music Out on Nations. Crazy and wow. it's like I, no one knew that that was no, actually no a, an acronym. acronym yeah. right. And it's like you know, um, once we had with Black Moon, Black Moon was four members. 
It was Buckshot, 5FT, myself, and my boy Finster from Finster Bundy. Oh, nice. you did you did a joint with him too, right? Yeah, of course. That's that's like me and Finster, that dude, like I was just um he has a radio station also and I go in his room and clown him. He comes to my, my room and my station and clown me. Right. Like that's my neighbor. <laughs> we always, no matter what's gonna happen in life, that's gonna be the dude that Yo, why are you here? Yo, why are you here? <laughs> you know, that's Fenster, man. Big yeah. up to Fenster Bundy. I seen that on your Instagram. That was like, you, you said that was like one of your first studio sessions. Yeah. As where... a matter of fact, that's the thing. Fenster left the group. He left the group because his girl got pregnant oh, and shit. he had to be a man. He had to yeah. go take care of his responsibilities. Right. So when he did that, I always was like, you know what, man? Fenster's going to miss it. Like, we, he left the group. On a Sunday. No, he left the group on a Saturday. We got our record deal the following wow. Friday. Damn. No, the following, the, 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 um, not that Friday. We, we had our meeting that Friday. Right. The Monday after that, we got our contracts. That's crazy. And it was like, I always felt bad because I'm like, yo, my mans ain't going to yeah. rock with us. Yeah. So I knew these dudes, you know, um, rest in peace to my man, um, Sam Jacobs, the original Gucci man. Oh, you know shit. what I'm saying? Wow. Him wow. and um, his homeboy Charles, and you know, uh, sat down with them, and they were starting a label called Cracked Records. And I did Finster's first single, and that was the first session, right. my first official session. The feel that, the high? Nah, nah. It's a record called. It's a record you can find on eBay for two hundred dollars. The name of the record <laughs> is Finster Baby. It's a very rare record. Oh, wow. okay. And okay. yo, that record. You heard it. Finster rhymed for like 80 minutes. And then the chorus, I scratched in the chorus, which was um, Dos Effects. Fitz, the baby, come to Papa Yeah, Duke. I heard that shit now, on YouTube. Kid Capri <laughs> used to play it. Kid Capri used to run this record. And that was the first record I did. Right. Two weeks after, I went into the studio and did Who Got the Props. Okay. And um, what happened was, we, you know, Finster's record came out first. Black Moon. Finster's record came out maybe... Maybe July of '92. Wow. Black Moon came out October of '92. I mean, who got the props? Came out October. No, Finster came out May June. Wow. And yo, like, you know, nobody knew I did that record. Like nobody knew unless you read the credit. Yeah, yeah. But that was my first Evil D record, yo. I'm, I'm, I'm getting hot right now. <laughs> and then, crazy. you know, I um, made the beat to Who Got the Props. And, you know, that was like, at once Who Got the Props hit, that's when everybody was like, yeah. yo, this record is, like, they forgot about Fencing Bunny. And I felt bad. It was like yeah. all about Who Got the Props and Black Moon and da da da. And Finster, Finster, what Finster did, which was good, was he went off on his own right. and created his thing. Him and, Finster, him and him Bundy and Primetime created Finster Bundy. And that just blew up on that side. Black Moon blew up on this side. But, of course, we always came together, and you know. And that's when I did, you know, Feel the High Part 2. That was done okay. after Enter the Stage. Oh, you know? okay. Because you had mentioned that. So, yeah, you know. yeah. But, you know, we're all family, Yeah. basically. You know what I'm saying? It's a Bushwick thing. Yeah. Now, so speaking, before we get into that, just, just touching on who got the props, because that's, uh -huh. like, classic beyond classic. Um, I think... One one thing that we really try to talk about on this show is like, you know, we talk a lot about like, you know, 
feeling inspired to create certain music and like uh-huh. what what you're what you were going through in your mind when you're creating a certain record you know t- tell the people a little bit about like what how you felt and what you were thinking when you were creating that record and like okay. did you sit there like all right i'm doing this for this specific person or did you was it this this weird kind of thing where you just kind of went in and like you fucking felt the shit and it just just so happened to become an amazing song like what was what was that process like well i was always one that listened to all types of music you know and that's one thing like my mom's garage that instilled in me like listening to music music you know don't limit yourself you don't have to just listen to soul funk you can listen to jazz she listened to kenny rogers and you know yeah i listen to everything and my mom's basically you know like once she's once she instilled that when it, you know she also played piano and I think that's where I get my music stuff from. Yeah. Uh, once, like, my mom's, like, really drilled the music thing into me. When I started making beats, it was the same thing. But my whole thing was, it was what my mother showed me, and it was what I felt was a good record. Like, I, oh, you know, as a DJ, because I was, at the time, I was the dude, I was a mixtape dude at that time. Had a lot of Evil D mixtapes out around the way. On and, Tape Kings, you know, right? No, nah, this is before Tape this Kings. Before Tape Kings. Before Tape Kings. Like, I had, like, my, my hustle was crazy. Man. Like, we <clears throat> gave away a lot <laughs> of mixtapes. <laughs> how, how many mixtapes? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, you know, yeah, we gave them away, so... Yeah. What it was was um, my mixtape hustle was crazy. So a lot of people knew me for, yo, this the DJ kid. That kid's crazy. He's nice. And <laughs> when it came to production, my whole thing was I listened to a lot of records that was out and a lot of records that I liked. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, Pete Rock had just dropped um, uh, his first album. Pete and CL dropped their first mm-hmm. album. Uh, what else dropped? Um, Tribe was doing, was doing their thing. Jungle Brothers was an influence. Jungle Brothers. Like, Jungle Brothers and Tribe, like, you know, they, like, Q-Tip. And um, who was doing the beats for Jungle Brothers? All of them was doing the beats, as a matter of fact. Yo, they knew how to take two different records and make them sound like they belong together. Yeah. yeah. And I used to sit there and be like, yo, what the, yo, wait a minute, wait, wait a minute I can curse. Yo, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> fuck they doing in the studio? That's crazy. And it's like at the same time, I always felt that it should be musical. Right. right. You should have the hard drums. You should have the L bass line, but it should be some type of music in there. And like with who got the props? There is no bass line. Mm. It's just hard drums and a melody. Right. And I remember when I was doing who got the props. As a matter of fact. I made the beat to Who Got the Props, and, you know, I just made the beat. We had, um, there was this dude down with Beatmon, his name was Sham God. He had a Jeep. I forgot what kind of Jeep he had. And he had the system of death in that Jeep. <laughs> this is how I knew Who Got the Props was going to be hot. Spike Lee had his shop downtown on uh, DeKalb. Wow. We drove by, and Spike Lee was standing outside talking to somebody. And the the instrumental to who got the props was blasting. Wow. And I looked at Spike Lee and he looked over at the Jeep and started nodding his head. <laughs> I said, the sham God, yo, we won. We won. Wow. But it's like when I made my stuff, I was thinking about a lot of things. I was thinking about 
making a good hip hop record. I was thinking about when I, cause I used to break night with my boys on the Ave, and I was thinking about, yo, radio always plays. We don't want to hit slow jams when we hanging out. We dudes. Right. Yeah. And you know, I always thought, yo, we I gotta make records for the cats outside at three a.m. in the morning. Right. You know, yeah, I think you you made you the know. opposite of slow jams. Oh, of <laughs> if there's the opposite, much. that's Pretty exactly much. what you did. <laughs> <laughs> like we didn't want to make something. We didn't want to make something that was soft, but we also wanted to make something that women would go, yo, that's kind of fly. Yeah, right. right. And that, like, well, production-wise, that's where my head was at. Now, Walt's head was, fuck that, we gonna make some hip-hop shit. You know, shit <laughs> yo, son. And, you know, and it was ill because combined together, our sound is just berserk. Yeah, right. At the time, you knew, oh, he produced that because it sounds kind of musical. Walt produced that because it sounds hard and crazy. You know, right. and that was just it, man. Wow. Oh, most of that album was produced under, like, you know, like, yo, I just want to make an album that I didn't want to have no rewind, no fast forward songs. Every album has a fast forward song. Yeah, for sure. Our fast forward song, um, every it was between Sun Get Wreck and Slave. That's what people that's what people said. Really? Sun Get Wreck was that's was, one of my favorite ones. Yeah, on I was going to say oh, that. No, was I love shit. That one's that hard. Was I love that record, but, you know, a, a lot of cats was like, that's the record that you know I fast forward. Every album <laughs> had a, like, um, Paid in Full, which is one of my favorite albums. Chinese Arithmetic, Eric B. on the Cut, is a, is a record you fast forwarded. And it's, it's funny because it got to right. the point right now when I listen to that album, I just let it rock. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, like, Beat Miners wise, like, our whole thing was just making those records that, you know, Represented what we wanted to listen to at 3 a.m. in the morning while we hanging out, you know, the soundtrack to hanging out on a block, you know. Yeah, and I mean, it was basically music that you wanted to listen to. Yeah, that's what you were making. Yeah, and and well, well I mean, you know, hanging at the block, Brownsville, right. Brooklyn, you know, I'm pretty sure that influenced how you yeah. approached well, it. You know, I was I was in Bushwick, like I was yeah. on I was on um I was on um Halsey. Between uh, 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 um, Nickelbacker and Wilson. Okay, yeah, I know where you was. I'm, so you I know, was in Brownsville, and mm-hmm. we would go two seventy one. and yep. I, I, w- I would come out to Brownsville to yeah. check, you know, check the cast and everything. But <laughs> my man and, and Coney Island, you know, because exactly. cast was out of Coney Island. But my main thing was sitting on the stoop in Bushwick with my crew. Mm-hmm. Like I would in the daytime, I'd be in the house making beats. Once that sunset. Yo, what up, y'all? What we doing tonight? Niggas up to no good. <laughs> let, me, let, me, no, let me ask you this. When you, when you were making music and everything, did you, do you feel like there was a transition from, were you DJing first? Were you making beats first? Or were you DJing and transitioned over to making production? Or did it just all come at the same time? What did you learn first? What was your passion first? Well, I always, I'll tell you this. Um, I, was a, I'm, I'm, I was and always will be a DJ. First. And okay. when you're a DJ, when you take two copies of a record and you're cutting back and forth, you're producing that version of that record. So you, as a DJ, you're automatically a producer. When you do a blend, that's your version of that record. Right. And a lot of people didn't know that. I didn't even know that until like I really got into production like that. Because right. when I first was making, you know, I still do when I make beats. Because now we got Serato. I'll take a. I used to take a record and just cut it up and record myself cutting it up. Then I listen back to it and that's how I would chop the record. Right. You know, and that's how I started my beats. Like I would do. I would start off cutting up the record. Then I sit back and listen to my cut session, maybe 10, 15 minutes of cutting, 
So then that's how I would start. So who wow. was the person like when you were DJing? Once you went from DJing into production, like was there someone you saw making a beat with the machine, or was there something that happened from you DJing to say, you know what, I want to just make these records myself, or or I saw so and so using such and such, and I want to start figuring out how to do that myself. Mr. Walt, Mr. my brother. Okay. Wow. My, see, the whole thing is even with DJing, like. The reason I started DJing because I was jealous of my brother. <laughs> my brother, it was a block party. My brother gets on the set. I... And everybody's like, oh. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, yo, he's whack. <laughs> yo, he sucks. Yo, let me tell you something. I'm better than him. Never DJ, though. I'm better than him. I'm, I'm seven years old. I'm, I'm better than him. He's whack. And what I used to do, like my brother basically, you know, don't touch my equipment. He would leave. <laughs> me and my crew go in there. And what my brother would do, he would catch me DJing. And him and his crew would beat us up, throw us out. And he used to get me mad. And I used to be like, yo, I'm going to be better than my brother. I'm going to be better than Mr. Walt. And I'm going to battle him. And I'm going to embarrass him. And it's ill because, like, come to find out, he was doing that to make me nice. Wow. You know what I'm saying? That's it's incredible. like the Karate Kid. That's awesome. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mr. Miyagi had Daniel's son cleaning yeah. the cars and sweeping That's up. That's dope. And he real, he was mad like, yo, when you going to teach me karate? Little did he know he was getting taught already. Right. That's what he tells wow. you now, but yeah. I don't know. It <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, you know, it, it, he showed me how he did it. Right. Because what it was, he knew me and my little ego would be like, gotta be better than Mr. Wolf, man. <laughs> so, you know, and... Yo, it just went from there, you know. That's crazy. Yeah. So, what is what is the fast forward to twenty thirteen? Mm-hmm. You know, what what's your opinion on music production technology, and what is what is the uh, the the beat miner setup now? I'll tell you like this. First of all, right now, uh, hip hop is just eight oh eight out. Like you know, everybody's using whatever they could get their hands on. Yo, just buy an 808 machine and just boom, boom, boom all day. <laughs> stop stop making the videos where I'm seeing like the latest pieces of equipment and you're doing boom, 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 boom all day. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. Like, um, you know, like it's funny like with me, I'm a, um, I like to experiment a lot, but my setup is still the 950, the 1200, wow. and the... Um, MPC 2000XL. So you still rocking floppies? Wow. Yeah, and it's like you know, actually, believe it or not, I have a I have a bunch of floppies. Like I have like maybe a thousand floppies in my house that's unused. What I do is I just dump it in Pro Tools now. Yeah. Nice. See, that's what I did for a long time when I was on the ASR10. Uh-huh. My floppy disk actually didn't allow me to save my beats, uh-huh. so I had no choice but to track out track yeah. by track in Pro Tools. So yeah. I feel you on that. You gotta commit. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's like I, um. I experimented. I got I got a um I got the uh, Native Instruments joint. Okay. I got yeah. um you know and <sighs> these dudes over at Kai. Yeah, we're gonna send you a a, a, a Renaissance. <laughs> I'm still Big waiting. Daddy's still I'm waiting. Still, I'm still. I'm by the time the Renaissance happens, that's when I'm gonna get it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 and, I'm gonna get you right on machine by the time. No that doubt. Happens. <laughs> and, and that's no, the no, thing don't, about don't, it. Don't believe it. Don't believe I'm, I'm be honest with you. <laughs> Go with that MP. The son. man on the oh. turntables came to my crib and showed me like showed the basic you. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No and yep. you know, I started using it for a sec, but I'm gonna tell you what happens. With me, 
like I the way I work, it's like a typewriter. Yeah. And I um yo, like I, what I have to do is unplug all my equipment and just use that. Cause that's how I ended up using the two thousand. That's how I ended up yeah. you know, because it's like I have to unplug everything and just use that one piece. Right. And keep using it and keep using it. And that's that's the way you I know? tell cats too. When uh-huh. you when you get a new piece, yeah. shut everything else off. Yeah. Master that. Yeah. Just just use it until you know how to use it. Yeah. And, and that's, then just incorporate yeah. it in your in your setup. Mm-hmm. So I'll be honest, when we worked on the second Black Moon album, that's when I unplugged everything and was using the 2000. But then when I did the records that the beats I was doing, I was like, yeah, yo, bring that SP back in here. Them drums (laughs) sound funny, Duddy. I'm glad you're saying that because a lot of cats are like, oh, nah, machine is the best or um, or MPC is the best. You can use anything because yeah. really the, the music comes from here, right here. Yeah. And it comes from here. Mm-hmm. It don't matter what you're using. Let's just keep it 100. I, and I, I, I say that all the time. Okay. Like with me in my house, like the way I got my setup, I use the 950 for certain things. I use the 1200 for certain things. And I use the, the um, 2000 for certain things. And that's the thing. It's like when you, when you go to a guitar player's house and he has a bunch of guitars. Right. I'm the same way with samples. I'll listen to a record and go, Sounds like the 950 right there. Yeah. Yeah. Put that in the 950 exactly. and yeah. stretch it. But um, that's what it is. It's like, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm so much of a, like right now, it was funny, I went from making the dirtiest records ever, the low quality records, to now I sit in my house and I actually got to make this clean. Right. But what I do is I clean it up. Then, I, then when you have something so clean, then you can go back and dirty it. Because right. that way if you mess up, you can go backwards and, you know, retrace right. your steps. A lot of people don't know that. They think, oh, we got sample dirty, son. Yeah. Nah, clean. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. right now, if you listen to records, a lot of records are just loud. Mm-hmm. Super loud. And exactly. with my whole thing, it's like, you know, we, we all running around here with Dr. Dre headphones and everything. The Dr. Dre headphones ain't made, they're made to hear the depth in music. And if you're listening to, uh, 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 um, like, Rockefeller records, some like like the Cameron records was two tracked. If you're listening to that, you hear that it was two tracked in, right, in the Dre right. joints, and like a lot of these records nowadays are two tracked. Right. And you hear it. Like with me, what I try to do is, you know, yeah, I may be producing for an underground artist, but I try I track out everything so the music can have depth. And when right. you hear it in like a setup, like a Dre headphones or, uh, uh, uh you know, them Bose headphones or whatever, you hear it and you're like, damn. But see, I try to tell you know, cats, you know, learn your gear. Yeah. Learn what headphones are versus monitors. Yeah. Yes. Just because it goes in your ears don't mean that they're regular headphones. They're headphones that you consumers, yeah. which, you know, the Dre, and then you got monitors, mm-hmm. which are like NS10s in yeah. your ears. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Learn your gear. And I still mix my stuff down on some, mix it in the big, you know, listen, listen in the little speakers, play it through that little mono speaker. Well, right exactly. now, the mono speaker right now is my iPod, well, my iPhone. Right. Well, you know well, let me saying? ask you this. What do you feel about mobility? Like, I know, you know, with the 950 and the 1200, everything is stationary. Yeah. But when you're, when you're on a plane and you're mobile, what's your, your tool of choice when you're mobile, Yo, when you're out? Believe it or not, Serato. Wow. You just chop up in Serato. Yeah. Right? yeah. You do. Yeah. And then you go yeah. to the crib and, and knock okay. it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, know, I know a lot of people that do yeah. that. Yeah. Not just with Serato, mm-hmm. but it's just being able to, to, to at least... Get the idea down, mm-hmm. right? And then you get to the crib. You're you're in your zone. Then you bang so out. So you would say you would use? I, do you use iPads or anything? Well, technical. Not technology. for music. Like I right. use it 
to go on, uh, you know, uh, Twitter. Okay. And, you know, and, uh, you know, find exactly. my directions and places. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> but it's like, um, at the end of the day, it's like, you know, I just, um, it's funny, like, mobility-wise, like, I actually was going to buy, a, um, this was years ago, I was going to buy a 5,000, um, MPC 5,000. Yeah. I mean, 5,500. And, you know, but when I experimented with it, I was like, oh, this is a toy. It's yeah. Limited. It was limited. The 1,000, yeah. I kind of like. Yes. Yeah. I, I, made, I made a beat on the 1,000 last year at A3C in Atlanta nice. when they had the studio bus out there because that's the only thing they had on there. Yeah. And I went on went online, found the instructions, and they were like, oh, this is just like 2,000 kind of sort of. Uh-huh. And banged out a beat. Banged out like a couple beats on the bus while I was waiting. I used to have wow. one of those, and like you know, over the over the time, like the pads stopped responding. Yeah, <laughs> it's oh. my my hard drive stopped saving. <sighs> some some beats got was corrupted. Because banging it out, of course. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, son, I mean, when you got a machine, that's like the best part about yeah. it. The pads yeah. being able, they yeah. should be durable. But no. see, I feel like ND. I know you know this more than anyone. I feel like the older machines had more durability. Hell and yeah, m- way more uh, yeah. Uh, reliability. Yeah, it's like. The way they was made, like they was on some, this is a machine, so it yeah, has yeah. to be a machine. And, <laughs> yeah. and that's the what they took when they was making those things. Yeah. Nowadays, you get something that's flimsy, and you're like, yeah. yo, what the fuck, man? <laughs> yo, well, well, we, like, have, we have the trendy part of production, too. Yeah. It, yeah. it gets trendy, and everybody wants to just be seen There's with stuff. There's pros and, and cons with yeah. it, but the two, the two things I could definitely say that are really great about the advancement of music production technology mm-hmm. is, one... The convenience and mobility. Yeah. Yes, the I mobility. think you can, you know, if you're into that, you can use that shit to your advantage big time. Yeah. And then two, just like some of these sound patches, a lot of them are just so real now. Now they are. You know, yeah, you could really fool people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's incredible. If yeah. we had that shit mm. in the 90s, or even yeah. earlier, like it would be a wrap. So I, I, like I, now I that we honest. have it, yeah. it's like wow. I'll be honest, like I glad I didn't have that back then. Yeah. Because the limitations we had was why all my stuff sounds the way it sounds. There like, it for is. instance, How Many MCs, I learned how to edit by doing the How Many MCs um, um, clean right. version. Wow. And I sat there splicing tape. And yeah, it was like, yeah. and it's funny because um, you never believe, um, Angie Martinez taught me how to really edit. Really? Wow. She's wow. nice. Like, because up wow. at Hot, because I used to work at Hot, but. up at Hot 97, they, um, the phone calls back then was on tape. And you recorded the phone call, you edit it, and then you threw it on. Right? Uh, I That's crazy. And I seen her edit, and I was like, she was Yo, nice she's with the razor nice. nice. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. like, I watched her, and this was before I was working at Hot. I watched her, and it was like, Yo, she's nice with the blade. <laughs> I went back to um, D&D, which was a couple blocks away, and sat there and just started editing like regular stuff just to practice. When it came time, we did um, how many MCs? Um, you know, the label was like, "Yo, uh, we need a clean version." And Buck was like, Man, "Fuck that, son! I ain't doing that shit." <laughs> so I had to sit there and clean it up. And what happened was, um, I what you call it? I, um, I um, you know, sat there and spliced tape, and I was like, "Fuck, we gonna be here all night, guys." Yeah. And it's, it's funny that you wow. say that because, you know, even when, you know, when I would use the 950, I noticed that when you use the 950 and you do the edits, in the 950, you don't have waveforms. No. So yeah. there's nothing to stare at. 
Right. You're not yeah. staring at it, looking at it. You had to listen to it. Yeah. It, it made your ears. You had yeah. to develop your ears mm-hmm. to understand what chopping was about. So you had to use the numbers, mm-hmm. and you had to know which direction you were going in and how to key group them. It was and, the same. And the 950 and the filtering. And then yeah. with the waves now, you know, I mean, it's easier, but you're not listening as much as you're watching. Yeah. See, here's my yeah. thing, and it was the same with the ASR-10. It was yeah. all numbers, yeah. all just that little thing that you use uh-huh. to chop. Yeah. But my thing is, and this is just based on my personal experience, you know, just starting on um, on on the ASR-10 and doing everything by ear and then now being full in the box, I can still kind of approach creating music yeah. in that way with the limitations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then now that I have all these realistic uh, instruments at my disposal, now yeah. I feel like I'm a beast. I'm like, Same you know thing. what? Yeah. Like, I, I know how to make my shit crack like I used to, yeah. but now I have the resources. You know, and I feel like that's kind of like what you guys yeah. have too, you exactly. know, because you have so many years experience with the limitations. Now it's like, okay, I don't have any limitations anymore, and now I can really bang out. So. Now it's like we have shortcuts. That's what I call it. Yeah. Because yeah. with yeah. me, like, I, um, making a beat back in the days, I would spend like three, four hours chopping a record. So I could get it to that point where it's like, bam, 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 you know. Yeah. Now you look at the waveform and go, zip, zip, zip. <laughs> but like, what I do though is like, with my chops, some of them are not on, yeah. so I actually still gotta listen. Yeah. And be and sit there doing it. Yeah, but don't don't front, don't front the off. Sometimes made it. Made yeah, that's it hot. exactly. That offness made it hot. Like I tell you, yeah. like this, one of the beats, one of Walt's, I think one of Walt's dopest beats, which is um tight. Was a mistake. What was looping it up, and he hit the butt. He, he hit the, he hit the um, um, the sample wrong, and the way it landed, he just kept it. He was like, "Yo, that's hot." Wow. And you know, like you know that, and it's like even with a record when I did Bucktown, Bucktown is on but off. Right. If you listen to it, the drums are lagging behind, and they catch up. Uh, right. Right. Then the right. baseline is. <laughs> but that's why the record feels the way it feels. Cats yeah. are trying to you know? recreate that. Yeah, yeah, they are. Yes. They really are. I'm not mad. I'm not yeah. mad. You know, do what you gotta do. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Yo, I, I really wish we had like a whole nother five hours. <laughs> I know. <man. laughs> so but I'm getting the wrap it up box right now. Yeah, we so. gotta wrap it up. Yo, can we make our announcement before for upcoming? We still talking about Evil D right now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll make the announcement. All right, make we'll the announcement before we leave. That's all. I'm no, saying. no, I will. I will. But um, yeah, man. Like, so, so tell us, you know, 2013. What you working on? I know yeah. you're traveling a lot. I know you're What's on the pipeline? Yeah. What's going on? Oh, well, um, basically, uh, you know, trying to get this new Black Moon album together. Oh wow! You know, wow. incredible. The band, the boys are back. So you know, we um gonna work on some stuff. Uh, working with Rock from um. Rock from Health Skelter, working okay. with him on, on a project. No doubt. Uh, me and Five from Black Moon, he never had an album. He never had a solo joint, so we're going to work on that. Wow. Uh, got the Mood Doctors, you know, um, that's group designed to my label. I'm also working with my homegirl, Liquid. You know what I'm saying? Liquid is nasty. She's nice. Oh. Uh, and, you know, I'm working with a lot of independent cats, right. you know, because... I feel that, you know, um, it's better to create something new than to mess with some mess with somebody that's going to be stubborn and stuck in their ways. Yeah. So you know, when it's somebody new, you can sit there and mold it better. Right. You know. But um, you know, like I will say this: like I I work with anybody as long as their heart's in the right place. You know. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What I would what, what I would like to see happen is uh, Joey Badass and Beat Miners. Yo, I definitely want. I I, I want that, that to happen. Has like like I tried to make that happen, believe it or not. Really, but. Our schedules, like I was, I was touring, and he was leaving to do something, and yeah. that but, has to happen you know, for hip hop. I think this man right here. Yeah, we already, we yeah. were already yeah. talking about this. This man right here Please. was putting together. Well, yeah. tell yeah. Cash how they can uh, hit yeah. you up, man. You know, yeah. you know what I'm saying. Get some beats from me. How can they hit um, you up? Yo, you can hit me on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? DJ Evil D. Everything is DJ Evil D. Facebook, Facebook. DJ Evil D fan page. Um, Twitter, Facebook. You know what I'm saying? Or you can just go to um. TheBeatMonitors.com, you know, yeah. hit us there. You know, I always tweet out like I have generic tweets that go out on my on my um on my account, and right. one of the tweets is about beats. Like if you look down my timeline, there's always stuff about beats, you know. Right. So they so can find you on Black Planet and Mi Gente. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, son. To quote Destroy. I'm on Mi Gente, son. <laughs> Black Planet, kid. Chris, Christian got, Mingle. <laughs> I got one last question for you. What's um, up? I was watching the Fuse TV interview, y'all in the basement. Uh huh. How much do I have to pay to get, you know, these instrumental test pressings? Be like, <laughs> like, do I have to get you my firstborn son? Like, what am I gonna Yo, do? I'll be honest with you. Those, those, the reason, like, those was pressed. That we, I did those. Yeah. And those, that record is so loud and so hot. <laughs> like yo, it doesn't sound anything like the record. Word. It sounds it's loud, and you have the the bass, and because one of the problems with the record was when we mastered it, you know, like nervous didn't have money like that. So when we mastered it, it was just like that's it. You gotta gotta go, gotta go, get out of here. And you know, and yo, like when I sat down and mastered the instrumentals, it was like yo, turn it up. Add more, turn it up. Add more bass. <laughs> Went outside, tested in the car. Come back and go, do it over. And until we got it right, right. you know. Yeah. But that's what it is. And those those instrumental joints, yo, people, yo, since we made them, I'm gonna tell you right now, there's four people that have them outside of um boot camp. Someone's getting robbed. And uh. I'm gonna tell you, I'll, t- I'll tell you right now who it is. You you still have ninety, right? Those yeah. hundred, yeah. I'll tell you right now, Funkmaster Flex has two. Wow. Uh, Ed, um, Dr. Dre from Ed Lover, Dr. Dre has two. Um, DJ Premier has two. And the other DJ, somebody nobody really knows, but he has two. Wow. That's it. That's it. I'm saying, are I you mean, robbing you know, are those, those people? Know, feel like people are you can rob any of those three? I don't or? know. I know. I might. I don't know. Uh, man. I might be able to sneak up on Funk <laughs> Master Flex. <again>. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not at all. But yo, right. we really man. thank you for coming through, man. Yo, That's thanks for having me, man. Schedule. It's an honor man. to be here. Hey, no, it's an honor to have you, man. For real, no doubt. Hey, it's all flavor, man. Next time, Let's come see. through with Walt. Yeah. Well, you know, we gotta make sure Walt leaves that um NPC alone. Yeah. yeah, tell him to bring it with him, man. You know he can make beats on the commercial break and shit. Want to be like? The three thousand. It's all about this. So we we sign off. Black on the radio. Evil D. You want to make that? Give another round of applause. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Make you know, the no, today. actually, no, no. Generic. You make the announcement. Yeah, make the announcement. So bad. So I want to make the announcement. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> all right, for for producers out there who are trying to uh, get some critique on their beats and. and See, see what we think. We're, we're about to open it up 
uh, this next week. So email your beats. What what's the max they could email? Three or just one? One. Should we just, just one. say one? Just one. Just one. All right. Make you it can, make it your hottest joint. Hottest you joint. Ever hottest made. joint. Because we are calling it blapper crap. If so if it yeah. sucks, we're gonna tell you straight up. So email your one beat, your hottest beat to uh, uh, blap on the radio. Blap on the blap on the radio at gmail.com. You'll see the announcement on Twitter. Send your hottest beat. Next week, we're going to pick randomly from the pool. We're going to play the beat live on the air. And we're going to vote to say if it's blap or crap. And then follow us on Twitter, blap on the radio, and you can vote as well. There it is. Yep. Blap on the radio. Another episode. Another half for Evil D uh, th- in the building. We got we got thanks thank yes, GID Radio. GID all radio. those cats G-I-D. for all day. For, uh, for staying a little bit later. You know what I mean? We we keep on pressing the time, but you know what? He's a mad cool dude. Yeah, raise. And cool. I'm gonna buy no him doubt. a drink. So you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> Just this time, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm about definitely buy him a drink. Exactly. Man. We out. All right, y'all. Cool. Peace.